1: Let's get into some film. Let's talk some ball. First, I want to say, Rod Simba, every time I listen to this song, it's great.
3: You know, you read my mind. I was thinking the same thing. I was just like, damn, this is a good nuance.
1: And there's something coming for you, Rod. Fendi's taking care of it. Oh, Johnny Google document. He knows.
3: I talked to him.
0: Oh, you know. He knows.
3: We've been DMing. Seriously, if he's ever up in this area, he needs to let us know. Or if we ever make it down to 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 the Texas again.
1: To the dirty, dirty. Where
3: is he in? Is he in Houston, Rod?
1: No idea. Seems like a Houston guy to me. Well I know he roots for your Longhorns, Longhorns. Right. Uh Is your brother about to play in the AAFL? He is. Second round pick, kind of a big deal. Like our Twitter blew up yesterday. People being like Matt Sims. Matt out. Sims, yeah. congrats. I, I was like, damn, I gotta watch this league now. So I my- had no I was like I was like, I don't wanna cover this at all. But he's going to play with that weird goatee he's got? Right. He's been doing
3: this, the what I call his billy goat hairs, for a while now. Uh, no one's apparently told him it's not the best yeah, he look needs in the world. better
1: friends. <laughs> I know. Wait, so he got taken the fifth pick of the second round, right. in the quarterback-only draft of the AAFL. AAFL. See, they got me talking, learning the letters.
3: Yep.
0: American Alliance of Football. So
3: he's going to Atlanta. Yes, going to Atlanta with Brad Childress and Michael Vick. That's why he that. got drafted, Michael him. Michael knows what he's about. Yeah, some of the quarterbacks so, take him in
1: front of him. I was like, yeah. like Hackenberg went two after him.
3: Yeah, well, so you know those guys, they their names, I guess. You yeah. know, so that, that's what so it's Matt's
1: about. gonna play, play.
3: Matt's gonna play. He does not want to give up the dream. Okay, um, which I understand. I mean, again, you and we've all talked about this before. He deserves to be in the NFL in some capacity. We know that. I do
1: believe. So we'll I, go down there and crush it. Yeah, hopefully we'll see where see where it goes. But gonna he's got uh, some
0: AAFL jerseys. He's keep fighting. He's What's their
1: keep... franchise name?
0: Uh, the Legends. The, the Atlanta Legends. Legends.
1: Right. All right, Atlanta Legends. We're officially on board. Put this clip out to him, Josh. Atlanta Legends. We want Matt Sims jerseys. <laughs> we're gonna support the Atlanta Legends. Yes. I'm not talking about any other team. No. Except the Atlanta Legends. Yep. I like it. Yeah, Matt Sims. I, well, ass.
3: he's such a. My brother's such an odd dude too. He doesn't like really ever tell me he's gonna do the league. Then my dad tells me, "Hey, Matt's going down to do be part of the workout for this league." And I'm like, oh, okay, he's gonna do it. And then, oh, the draft's coming. Hey, my mom calls me last night. Hey, you know your brother's at the draft in Las Vegas for this. Day. No, I didn't know. <laughs>
0: He Somebody. tweeted that he was going out there. Oh, so great! Maybe I you got to get on Twitter. I
3: mean, apparently, I mean, he can't call his brother. I know that, or text me. But that, yeah, I just kept flipping back to see if I would catch him, and then I, yeah. I literally flipped back, and he was there, like oh, started to interview. Oh, they him. went up there and interviewed they him. They interviewed him, like he was
0: like a big deal and everything. Big swing and dick, <laughs> <Yeah>. Matt Sims. <laughs> We're gonna get some jerseys. I'm gonna get those shipped up here. Matt Sims, AAf Legends. Uh, when does their league start? Did you just spill all In over yourself? Spring? Yeah, you filled it up too high. Would, that was something I would do. Jeez. You're like me over there. <laughs> We're like,
3: I, gotta uh, I care at no. some point. All right, Matt Sims. But well, we don't have to care, we just have to care about him. Yeah, that's what I'm saying.
1: Atlanta legend slash Matt Sims. Uh, There's this thing happening online right now that Josh and I think is hilarious. We tried to explain to you, which is Le'Veon Bell being active in the Instagram comments. So Le'Veon Bell, all season long, if there's been any post on the NFL's Instagram page or anywhere else that's revolving around the Colts, he comments and anytime the colts post something he comments yeah and then there was a i guess a post about andrew luck and look, they're on a five six game winning streak right now and he wrote down underneath can you imagine my first question is yeah let's imagine yeah Le'Veon bell and the colts would be amazing i think it would be my mo- one
3: indoors you love watching the Colts as is anyways. They're my favorite team to right. watch. You call them what? Your NBA League
1: past team? MB, my NFL Reddit stream Reddit team. Reddit stream team, okay. But th- just talk about what it would be like to cover those guys.
3: Uh, I mean, you know, we always talk about great offenses and how they make you defend the whole field. Uh, you know, the Colts are kind of like that already. They can do that. Uh, They just lack some of the superstar players maybe you need to take advantage of some of those situations, right? So Le'Veon Bell, the gifted runner that he is, he certainly could fit in that scheme like LaShawn McCoy could with Andy Reid and doing that stuff. The cutbacks, oh, double pulling guards, great, I'll weave my way through there. But then what he does in the pass game, I mean, it would be amazing. It really would. I love Le'Veon Bell, not only as a person, as the player, too. I really like the person. Yeah. And so it's, I feel the same way about Andrew Luck. I feel the same way about Frank Reich. I feel the same way about Chris Ballard. Yes. They're like a team I kind of want to jump on the bandwagon with. So Quentin jo- Nelson.
1: Josh and I you went. tired today. What did you do? Did you stay up all night? I had a big breakfast this morning. Did you? Or yeah. Did you have- I had uh, egg whites and I was just with some people that's why it was big. Oh okay. You know big money guys in New York. You're a big time. You're direct they're, TV pay-per-view now. They're looking for some serious <laughs> stuff. So I'm taking Tiger. Would oh, you go have a
3: tiger and Phil? You guys have a three-way date? L.T.
1: <laughs> Gray says hi. <laughs> I call I call him Cat. I call him Cat. Um, you call him Cat? I call him Cat. Here, pussy, 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 Cat. Um, so <laughs> Fentrick and I looked up Chris Ballard's history with running backs. Good one. His time in Kansas City right. before he was officially named GM and right. then what he's done in Indianapolis. And the four names that came up that were acquisitions were Spencer Ware mm-hmm. was... Gained on a futures contract, originally drafted by Seattle. And future contracts are like little-known guys that other franchises have been keeping in their eye on. Sharkandrick West, right. Kansas City signed him as an undrafted free agent. And then this year, they took Naheem Himes in the fourth yep. and Jordan Wilkins in the fifth. Right. And what that made me realize was Chris Ballard really has an eye for running backs, because yep. I'd say that Ware, West, Hines, and Wilkins all have talent to Great play in value, this league. right, for that. And yeah. none of them were better than a fourth-round pick. Right. And I look at Hines and Wilkins, and I go, Wilkins has a great body, yep. great first step, right. always makes moves, has a fumbling problem. Yeah,
3: right. That's his issue. You said that the Big other day. Big-time fumbling right. problem.
1: right? Naheem Hines, 4-3 speed. Right. Great out of the backfield. If he adds 10-15 to 15 and learns how to play in the NFL, he's going to be good. Still drops passes, has some penalties. But I look at Hines and Wilkins, and if Marlon Mack can stop getting concussed and go... I don't know if they need to spend that money. I agree. But at the same point, they have $123 million in cap next year, most in the NFL. Fendrick and I also looked at the wide receivers, and unless you want to drop a boatload of money on Larry Fitzgerald or Randall Cobb, there's no big free agents available at wide receivers. Mm. And I'd argue that you could take some of the wide receiver money because there's no wide receivers on this Colts team other than T.Y. Hilton that scares you. Right and give that to Le'Veon. I he had that. 90 catches last year. Yeah. It's a multiple offense. Right. So I don't even know if you need Le'Veon as your main running back because the wide receiver market is so shallow in the free agent market that it does make sense to sign Le'Veon Bell. Because, sure, you don't need him for running backs, but I'm telling you, dude, it's there's a, yeah. no free agents of interest, and they need a free agent.
3: Man, so there's nobody. I, I you know, Of course, I haven't got down that
1: i you pull it up for you. Larry Fitzgerald and Randall Cobb. I look
3: at the teams, you're right. I don't. I look at it and go, I don't recognize any receivers in the, that. Is Thielen a free agent after this year? I don't think so, no, because okay. I
1: think he signed a deal, too. It's just very under market right. value. Okay. So I look at it and go, do they go with a draft? But they got their tight ends, Doyle and Ebron. They got all these running backs, but maybe they need on just as a guy that could also slot out. Maybe it's not yeah, that it's crazy. Yeah, it's just
3: the one thing. I know it's it's what everything that he brings to the table. You're right about that. I don't feel like it's going to happen as much as I would love to see it because I well because of the, all the reasons you just said. I just Chris Ballard running back is one position. Okay, that unless you're in the top ten and there's that super freak there, like a Barkley or a McCaffrey or a Fournette or a somebody Zeke. that's really out of this world. I think everybody goes. We can find value yes. with running back position and most And Ballard years. has
1: proved that he can do that. I think he's got a pretty good but that, feel for that's it. That's what I'm saying is yeah. stop thinking about Le'Veon as a running back right. like he wants you to. Right. Are those, what, the free agents are the available? wide receivers. Read yeah. out the names. Yeah, that's not pretty. You're right.
0: Larry Fitzgerald, Randall Cobb, Dante Moncrief, Tavon Austin, Golden Tate, Ryan Grant, John Brown, Jermaine Curse, Corderell Patterson, Kevin White, Mike Wallace, Chris Hogan. You want me to keep going? The main no, name there good. was John Brown. Right. Cole Beasley. Cordero
1: Patterson. But,
0: but even really. then, like. Yeah,
3: uh,
1: he's not their kind of guy. No. No. To me, it would have to be... So when you have that money, yeah, and it's going to burn a hole in your pocket, right. because what's incredible about what we saw with their roster... Yeah. We keep talking about these teams with rookie quarterbacks that mm-hmm. can pay everything else. Yeah, who are they paying on that roster? I know. Other than Andrew Luck, no, I know. All their running backs are on their rookie contracts. All their wide receivers, other than T. Y. Hilton, are getting nothing. Their tight ends are very underpaid. Yeah, their entire offensive line rookie contracts. No one on their D line, linebacker, secondary.
3: No, that's where I look at it. They're gonna they're gonna have to spend big money on the on corner, corner, yeah. pass rusher, you know.
1: Receiver. Okay, let, so then they have sixty-five million left over. Yeah, I mean over.
3: they still should have a ton. You're right. I mean, so why not
1: do a Le'Veon Bell? No,
3: I mean, it, listen, you can do it. You certainly can. They're going to make it work. Frank Reich can
1: certainly play them all at the same time. Yes, do I mean you it's not think crazy. Chris Ballard. Let's say he's coming around too. Right. It. The comments under the IG. What happens with the, just
3: Le'Veon Bell though? If he gets there, right? I didn't mean to cut you off. Sorry. It's all right. I just popped it into you. my brain.
1: Just a big interrupter. <laughs> is
3: is the the. If you're gonna pay him seventeen million dollars and he doesn't get the touches and everything like that, it's gonna to start to snowball. Well, why are we paying him all this money if we're not getting him the touches? Why are we sharing this many That's carries? That's why with the running there's back?
1: people like us. To I, bring you. Sense to I get you. I get
3: you. I just I'm saying we keep that makes. But I'm sense saying like if
1: Le'Veon Bell gets 15 carries a game, right? Slots out at wide receiver for 20 times a game. Yeah. But then also it's like you don't need him to stand there at wide receiver. You build your offense to where it's just pass catchers sure. and different roles. Sure. And then you can move them in motion and diagnose the defense.
3: You're definitely right. Speed sweeps. There's certainly ways they can use them, and Frank Reich is certainly
1: creative enough to and figure it out. That's the other thing. They have a coach that can do it. Yes, he thinks outside the box. GMs. Yeah. Do you think they're sitting there and seeing this guy commenting on all the IG posts? Do you think he likes it? Oh, do you do you think like the GMs like it? How do you think they're reacting to this? I think. There's probably an old
3: school, uh, certainly faction of GMs and front office people who are just like, I don't want to deal with this. Whatever.
1: My thing would be more of, let's say, remember how you said that Le'Veon Bell may have had a backdoor agreement yes, with right.
3: a GM. I still think like the Jets are that team. You don't think it's the Colts? I don't. I would. If you made me bet, I would think it's the Jets. Yes.
1: And so he's doing this to drive up the value. Maybe some
3: value. He's doing some Kirk Cousins. Right, like I'm going to go visit the Jets, even though I have no plan on doing that. Oh, the Jets made an offer, honey. This is what we wanted. Now we can get Minnesota to offer me more. Mm. I mean, that's just at least where my mind goes with it. I oh, I do feel like there is a team that's sitting there that's already kind of told them, w- you, we got a bullseye on you, man. We're coming to get do you. You think it's the Jets. I, if you made me bet, right. I have no inside info of that. But just reading the tea leaves, or between the tea leaves. Read
0: between the tea leaves for they've
3: us. They've been trying to make a splash. They tried to get Khalil Mack. I think at the end of the year, Bowles will be the one that goes. I think McCagnan at least gets another year, and I think this will be the splash. He tries to bring to town to help out his Sammy the Savior quarterback at number three, and kind of hey, I brought I brought help for Sammy. Also,
1: to that point, yeah, we are so funny when we judge GMs. We are very reactionary, even though we should be looking at it three years down the line. Yeah. Where it's, if he spends a lot of money and brings in a lot of people, we always celebrate them. Yeah, yeah, right. And then if they do better in the record, which you will, because you're not going to be as bad as you were this year, right. we go, wow, those moves were great. And then when they're in salary cap hell in three years, yes. we don't even talk about right. it. But I have some advice for Le'Veon. Oh, please. let's Some hear may it. call it Left Go PR. Right. Le'Veon, let me tell you, Hi, my name is Adam Lefko and I have a PR system for you. You can talk to some of my former clients, namely Odell Beckham Jr. You're sitting home right now. You're commenting under Colt's post. You're trying to get attention, but there's one thing you can do. The Lefko PR method. That's right. Once a week, post a video of you working out. That's right. Get in the gym, move some weights, catch some balls, take some handoffs, run through dummies. All you got to do it is once a week. Pick one night maybe a Tuesday, maybe a Wednesday, when NFL news is slow and when you post your video, I can guarantee that other major media organizations, namely Bleacher Report, ESPN, heck even Yahoo, may post it and go, Le'Veon's keeping fresh, eyeball emoji, or, uh-oh, watch out for Le'Veon, strong arm emoji. All it takes is once a week, and people will think you're in the gym 99% of the time. It's the go Method, and it's available free. Le'Veon, enjoy that positive feedback. It's the truth, though. You're right. If for once a week, Le'Veon had himself in the gym with a music video underneath with some crazy edits that was just like "Mm mm with a Drake song underneath of it. Sure. People would be going, "Uh oh, here comes Le'Veon. Oh, man. So much better than Connor. Steelers are going to miss out on him. It's just once a week. I hear you. Once you, you, ste- you steered Odell in the right direction. Whether he was whether he,
3: li- he was whether he yeah. likes to admit it or not, he was listening. That's
1: all we need to know, yeah. though.
3: I know. It's a foolproof I, method. It is a foolproof method. I think the other thing we have to
1: look at— I really at- should call it the D'Angelo um, Hall. No, no, no. Who's the guy that went to the Nets that was on the Lakers? D'Angelo, D'Angelo Russell. Russell.
3: Right, right. Because
1: that was the guy that made me think about this, right. where he posted the one video of him working out at 3.30 in the morning, yeah. and everyone's like, wow. Whoa. And I'm like, one— you have no idea if it's 3.30 in the morning. And two, right. what does it matter if he's working out at 3.30 in the morning or 3.30 in the afternoon? Yeah. But, you know, when you do, uh, like, unconventional things, it's crazy.
0: Yeah. What uh, was the one thing we have to look at?
3: I guess if we wanted to deep dive that conversation further, all right, the Let's thing, the next thing I would look at, and maybe this will be the next podcast, though, is receivers that are all going into their last year of their deal, right? That would be another next guy level, like, where you go, because those teams could be – those sellers. receivers could be traded, right? They could be sellers, or they could go. You know what? We can get out of this contract right now. Yeah, this, but Ballard not give up draft picks. No, I wouldn't think so. But you know, I, I don't know why. I'm just going to say this. I don't mean to even Ooh. make a hot take here, but listen. I still don't think Odell Beckham Jr. is out of the woods in New York. I really don't. When you continue to say things like he did this last week, what did he say that caught your attention? Th- that the game plan should have we should attack the secondary mm. more and things like that. With a family that's the Mara family, and then a guy like Shermer, I'm just, I'm just, and then Dave Gettleman's the GM. I'm just saying that's not going to sit well with those people when they're constantly being second guessed by the highest-paid player, or one of the highest-paid players on their team. I don't know why I'm saying that. But that would be the next level to look at guys in that situation who are year-left, whoever it may be. That would
0: be trade partners with Trade Chris partners
3: or a, or a salary cap casualty hit where this team just goes, you know, he's a little up there in years now, and we don't want to pay him $15 million a year anymore. Right? I got
1: the names of the guys that are going to be up in 2020. Do you? So you want them? Yeah, let's hear them. A.J. Green. Okay. Demarius Thomas. Right. Deshaun Jackson, Mm -hmm. Emmanuel Sanders. I'm just going to ones that matter. Amari Cooper, Edelman, Cameron Meredith, Willie Sneed, Devontae Parker, uh, Nelson Aguilar, Michael Thomas. So that whole giraffe class. Yeah, okay. But that's a a Tyree kill. Right. I
3: don't think he's getting Tyree kill. So that's those those kind of guys, though. Okay. Yeah, it would be... Maybe Cincinnati rebuilding, and we're going to trade away AJ Green. And we've wow. had, I know I'm just saying that's because
1: AJ Green and Ty Hilton would, would be, be pretty amazing. special, right?
3: Yes, but the, the, that was where I was going with it, looking for those
1: type of guys, just for the at least the namesake guys. Monday Night Football, Monday Texans night. Titans. Mm-hmm. Texans have won eight in a row. Yeah, I tweeted this out during the game. This, that game was the reason I picked the Texans as a surprise Super Bowl team. Right. Again, I was going out of the limb because I wanted to because it's more fun to, but that combination.
3: Why are you even putting that connotation on it? Why didn't you just think they were going to win it? You like to be right. You also say that. So don't give me both bullshit answers well, here. Well, because
1: the the reason I you picked were them right was, to pick them. Yeah. The reason that I really picked them was they had the combination that it takes to upset the Patriots. Mm-hmm. Because when I'm picking my AFC team, I'm either picking the Patriots or a team that's capable of winning in Foxborough. Right. Other than that, I'm not betting on anything. They have a front four that generates pressure that you could drop 7. And what I saw at a J.J. Watt the other night, he's beyond back. He that looked like J.J. Watt three years ago, yeah. and Covington is Covington is a little. I don't want to say he's at Sheldon Rankin's level, but he's a bigger guy than that. My but, thing with Covington yeah. is, if you if you're going to have Jadavian Clowney and Merciless and Watt, you have to win your one on ones. Yeah, and he did it right. They have the playmakers in the back end with Matthew and Joseph and with. Um, Who's Kareem our guy. Jackson. Kareem Jackson. Right. And even that rookie, Linebacker good.
3: Reed, I know. Reed Reed's from a baller. That's Eric
1: Reed's brother. Yeah. Is it really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, And then you have the offensive weapons, Lamar Miller's speed, and right. a quarterback that can do anything. Yep. They are a team that could go to Foxborough and really make it tough. I agree. And that was the reason I picked them. But I still have a, a lot of serious doubts, uh, especially if they have to play on the road. Right. But do- or
3: you see like there are, the doubts. I think the other thing that you and I both uh, doubt with them is is their offense schematically diverse enough? Because yes. you saw even in that game in the big plays, it's still. Demarius Thomas, one-on-one with a guy, and Deshaun making a great throw. Right. Or Deshaun scrambling and running, or scrambling and then making a great throw. Yes. So yeah, that's the our one, I guess, uh, question we still need to see from them. I want,
1: I want one of those tight ends to really step forward and yeah. be a, a big, viable weapon. Because when you play the Patriots... They're going to take away DeAndre Hopkins, and they're going to go beat us with Demarius Thomas, and you need someone else to step up. No question. But they're operating – I mean, that's
3: eight in a row. Eight in a row. And, I mean, again, the O-line, what they did again, I mean, it's just – they're a mauling group up front. Now, they're not like the greatest O-line in football, but the one thing is is they're built – to run the ball inside with the kind of bodies and people they have at guard and center. And Lamar Miller, as you see, is kind of one of those guys when he's got a seam, he can go zero to sixty in, in three steps and outrun just about anybody. I mean that was impressive that he outrun that there were some there's some fast people
1: in that secondary. I wish Adoree Jackson uh-huh. was in the position that so he
3: could have really made it close.
1: Vicaro, yeah, right, right. because Vicaro almost got in his way, right? Because Adoree was a rocket at the end, that I was know like, I "Here comes love- Adoree!" You know
3: I love watching that. But you
1: know what they did? They did show a highlight mix during that of Adoree had a little bit of what you talked about with Denzel Ward. He stays with the guy, yes. but where are the ball skills to make the play right. when the ball's in the air? He
3: definitely had a few of those the other night. He I just know. didn't look up. No, didn't look up. Too many of these guys play into the receiver and then playing the ball itself. Yeah. Uh, it's it's actually something I go crazy about every week. I don't it's get it. It's
1: tough because he's right there. I know. Mariota does the Dawson and loses, which right. I can't imagine. Again, the Dawson is more touchdowns than incompletions. Right. Eli did it, but... To get that loss, it, show, it, it showed me a few things. One, that's the NFL we're in today. Yes, it is. Where it's so easy for completion percentage. Right, right. But also, I thought Mariota played well, and then they lost by double digits. Mariota's uh, thrown the ball great. He really has.
3: But the Texans, I think, just more than anything... Uh, again, like the other good teams in the sport we see right now, they put pressure on you on every play on both sides of the ball. I think that's where they separate themselves. Where other teams, you know, the Titans are just trying to hang on or, you know, yes. let's get a few first downs here and see if we can get it in a rhythm. You know, the Texans are going, we're going to try to get a sack fumble here or yes. we're going to play some crazy coverage and try to get a pick six. Uh, And they get burned by that sometimes, but – Their offense is the same way. We're going to run the ball and try to take it to the house, or we're going to fake that run and then throw a play-action pass and try to go to the house with it.
1: I just talked really positive about JJ, so I want to say one thing. Yeah. Two things. One, most camera-aware NFL athlete I've ever seen. He makes a big play. He's kneeling down. Helmet comes off, looking up. And I appreciate that. Mm -hmm. That's good PR. Did you see the one where he tried to sell a hold early in the game by holding onto the offensive lineman's arm and then falling? I do remember oh, him so giving good. the
3: arms out. I just can't remember. The... And then
1: he just walked around the field for, like, four minutes with his hands out. I just – JJ cracks me up.
3: He's he very aware of where the camera is, Pre-game, but everything. I
1: don't think you can reach that level of awareness until you're that good at everything else. No doubt. It goes back to, like – what we talk
3: about Aaron Aaron Rodgers smiling smiling, or Cam Newton talking to somebody at the line of scrimmage. Like, yes, it's only those kind of guys who can, you're right, be that self-aware and yet just go, oh, it doesn't matter. I'm going to go out here and kick everybody's ass out here on the field.
1: All right, those teams are in the AFC South. So are the Jaguars, I would say, the most disappointing team. Uh, of the NFL season. And Tom Coughlin was on a radio show and explained why they kept Bortles. And he said, quote, we were a whistle away from the Super Bowl. We're a whistle away. We're in the Super Bowl, and that's my position, okay? So tell me, everyone out there, what they're going to do in that circumstance about your football team. Before I keep going, for you to be the GM or have the 30,000 feet view of your team, And think that in the NFL, where you've been a part of for like three, four decades, it's been your life, that you think that you're just going to come back the next year and run it again? That's insane. Yeah. That's it. Because I know they got Norwell and all that stuff. Right. But to not be able to critic, but for a GM to go, we were a whistle away. And to sound like Johnny Jacksonville fan? Yeah. To not critically evaluate your quarterback and go, look where we got. And to not give all of that credit to your defense? Mind blowing. Yeah, let me finish this. And their run game.
3: I mean, the number one run game in football last year was the Jacksonville Jaguars. Mm.
1: Quote: Are you going to fill other pieces in and try to be as good as you can be? And we tried, didn't we? Well, the nature of the game got us, so we got to go back to the drawing boards. But I'll put the gloves on with anybody that wants to talk about the moves that we made. So Tom Coughlin just said, "I will fight anybody." Right that wants to talk about the moves, a.k.a. Blake.
3: Yeah, I mean, I guess he's also trying to refer to what? Like DJ Hayden, Moncrief, like you said, Norwell. So there's been guys there. I get that. No, but the the move is... There's one move. The move we're talking about. And, you know, they got, oh gosh, we did good. We don't know what we're going to get from if we sign a free agent quarterback... He played good in that AFC Championship game, and that was. A, they got fooled by all the same crap that a lot of the people who have tried to say Chris Sims, you're an idiot for saying Blake Bortles is that bad. They got fooled by all that, and then they just didn't want to upset the chemistry of their football team, which right, you know, is which just, I think you kind of need to. It, there's nothing wrong with that, okay, yeah. and. You know, I guess what my biggest thing with that whole conversation is, you know, going back to what we've said a few times already with this is, you know, the formula in which you played last year, did you really think that was going to be totally 100% realistic? Again, teams stay healthy like it did. Just smash people running the ball downhill. People are going to watch that. Do you really think your defense is going to be able to create all those you know, optimal positions for your offense, whether it's pick sixes or, you know, strip sack fumble or an interception in the AFC divisional game that gives you the ball first and 10 at the 18-yard line to start the game and you get the ball one play and Leonard Fournette runs for a touchdown.
1: Historically, if you lead the NFL in takeaways, it's not going to happen again next year. The
3: greatest defense we've ever talked about, right? The two greatest defenses we ever talked about. One went to one Super Bowl, never went back. The other... Has never even went to a Super Bowl. So why would you think that's going to happen again? The Bears went to one Super Bowl. Your Philadelphia Eagles in the late 80s and early 90s. Big Phil would tell you those defenses were better than the 85 Bears, and they couldn't even get to the Super Bowl. So what made you think that you were just going to be able to win with that same formula, I guess is what I question.
1: I'm realizing right now, why is it that the greatest defenses of all time had poor quarterback play? Yeah. The Denver Broncos a few years ago had a 19 interception Peyton Manning. Yeah. The Ravens had Trent Dilfer. Dilfer. The Bears had Jim McMahon, very well loved but never discussed in terms of great quarterback right. play. The Jaguars had Blake Bortles. It's
0: it. Why is that a I, thing? I don't know. You're right. The Seahawks didn't have Russell Wilson, so it's not. Yeah. But it was also it like was young Russell. It was Wilson, like year first two. or second sure. year Russell Wilson.
3: Right. Trent Dilfer, the Ravens. I mean, to add, add on to your way, thing. Was, oh, sorry. Yeah. I didn't no, Dil
1: four. Dilfer. Dilfer? No, but isn't that funny, though? It's, it is funny. It's just proof that your theory can't have it all. No, you can't, can't have it all. You
3: cannot have it all. Uh, and... You know, what happened to them this year is Leonard Fournette getting hurt, Andrew Norwell getting hurt. Yeah. You know, who's the big Blended left tackle Linder from Alabama? Linder got hurt. The Al- For, uh, uh, the- Cam Robinson. Cam Robinson got hurt. So then all of a sudden now we can't dominate the line of scrimmage and just push forward into second and six every time.
1: That's my offensive line theory. Yeah. Remember? It's if an offensive line, if all five play every game, yeah. just factor in in your predictions that they're going to be decimated. Right. I remember like, he did this with the Cowboys yeah, a few years no, ago. He was- every year, happens with the Cowboys right. this is a healthy year right. next year will be an unhealthy year yeah. that's kind of how it goes yeah. my other question though with the Tom Coughlin he says he'll mm-hmm. put the gloves on anybody Yeah. if Tom Coughlin no chance. I, oh I
3: thought you were going to say he's fighting me there's no chance he's I in wouldn't trouble. say that <laughs> if Tom
1: Coughlin was fighting me who you, would you bet on? You got him, man. You think? Damn, I, do. I I would be really
3: nervous. I mean, he's going to make you nervous and he's going to talk some real good old man crap to you it's and he's going to come in
1: technical and diving and waving. It's I always put myself I'm in the corner, you're with me in the corner. Right. Pop! I spit, I put my headgear on, and then I come out, and here's this old, wrinkly Coughlin that didn't sit down, because he needs to show me that he'll always be on his feet, (laughs) and he's sitting there, and right before he puts it this mouthpiece, he'll be like, I've been in wars. And I'll be like, holy crap! And he has like this full back tattoo that I never knew existed, (laughs) and it's just names crossed out.
3: Alright, so the first round would go by, and you might not do that great, but then I'm in the second round of the corner i'm gonna tell you i'm gonna be like hey left go work the come box. on yeah just go effing crazy he can't hurt you he's got no power he just he's all technique and moves just take a few shots on the face you'll be fine you get all that cushion in your breast there <laughs> open it up let him hit you there and wait for your one good one and you'll put him to sleep man i would train <laughs> so
0: hard because getting knocked out how old is he Seventy-two, <laughs> three. I it up. Seventy-two. I think it's older one. than that. In Maybe a one-round boxing match, Ooh. two minutes. Oh,
3: that's scary. He might out technical left cut. That's like, we're talking about. Points, it. Right? I was talking
0: about it with uh, right. Matt Waxman before He's 72. In the 72. And I said in a one-round boxing match, I would have a hard time betting against Tom Coughlin.
3: Tom would be all over it. He'd be like, okay, I'm going to win this I feel like like Tom would be like,
1: spider monkey! (laughs) (laughs) And I'd be like, no, where did this energy come from? Uh, Speaking of uh, getting punched and getting hit. Good transition, Lefko.
0: I don't even know where you're going.
1: I was going to say, nothing is more painful than being hit by a bus. And nobody throws people under a bus more than Big Ben. (laughs) But I think you agree with him here. So he said about James Washington... If you don't know, Denver-Pittsburgh game, second half, beautiful throw by Big Ben. Rookie wide receiver James Washington, wide open. He jumps for it, seemingly catches it, hits the ground, ball pops out, Steelers have to punt. One of the many mistakes of the Steelers in that game. Ben said Monday, in a radio appearance, that James has to make that catch. I just think he didn't trust his hands for some reason. He jumped, dove. I'm not really sure what he was doing. We looked at it on film. Coach got a pretty coach got on him pretty good yesterday we took a long hard look then all of this public outlet outcry ben's throwing another guy under the bus all that stuff he came out there today and said i think i've earned the right to 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 kind of say this honesty because i'll be critical of myself in the media as well i mean we did applaud aaron Rodgers in the preseason saying that the young rookie wide receivers needed to step it up yeah Big Ben does
3: not hide from criticism himself. He does not. He says, I play better, or maybe I should retire when he
1: threw the five interceptions right. against Jacksonville. But Go in ahead. your notes on that play, you I looked, and you wrote, what the fuck are you doing?
3: What the WTF are you doing? That would be two W's. To Washington. There. Yes. I got the play right here. You want to watch I've it? I've already watched it okay. multiple times. It makes no sense to me what he's doing. And if you haven't seen it, you can watch it. it again to re... It but was in step. It was... In step. It's literally like he is, the ball is inches from his hands in step and he decides to just jump up in the air as he's doing it and go, let me jump. And the worst thing about it is if he caught it, I'm not even sure he's going to be in bounds. He was going to jump himself out of bounds too. I don't understand that. And you know, yeah, so my, I don't look at that as in throwing him under the bus in that situation. This is a rookie guy that's still earning his stripes in the NFL. He does need to make that play. That was ridiculous in that moment to do that right there. I wonder I why
1: it. if you don't trust your hands, catching would make you feel more co- I mean, jumping. jumping would make you feel more comfortable.
3: Yeah, I, it, people do do that at times. I guess it gives you a little bit of a softer feeling. Like I'm in the air and I can kind of like, you know, that like egg drop to be yeah. like, oh, it falls into my hands softly. There, there's been guys throughout my career where, you know, you, they, they do that. You know, you call or I call them spot. I would call them like spot left go. Wherever you catch it, that's where we spot the ball because you fall down every time I throw it to you. Because <sighs> you're you know, just cause more they safe. They're like, oh, oh gosh, I want to catch it. <gasps> Let me just fall. Well, like, what do you call wait, them? Spot. Because that's where you spot the ball, right? Gotcha. Just spot it. Like, damn, I threw you a slant. Perfect. And you could have ran for a 70-yard touchdown. But instead, we're spotting the ball seven yards exactly where you can caught you it.
0: Can you tell us who? Or is that like a demeaning Oh, I,
3: let's see. No, no. I, let's see. I used to call uh, my tight end of Texas, Spot Chad Stevens. I called him gotcha. Spot Stevens. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's a awesome. big, big, strong guy. Every time he caught it, he just like, engulfed the ball and went down.
1: Well, it definitely is scary when the ball's on target sure. and you go, if I drop this, it's oh, all God. On me. Yeah. yeah. but. Everyone is is kind of coming after Ben. Yeah. And I think it's because he has had a history of this. Martavis Bryant, yeah, sure. Antonio Brown, right. always a different guy. But this time it sounds like he's actually right. And well, you know he does, what? Yeah. Like that just Ben has just kind of dug himself into being an asshole, he is and exactly so now right. anything he does, he's either faking an injury or he's an asshole. I guess he doesn't need to say this, right? Unless
3: he feels that truly this guy needs to hear this publicly to put the pressure on him, and if he has that feel, then go ahead. Like he said, he's the captain of the team. Ben uh, will always be severely underrated as a player because... I would say 90% of the people that I've ever met him or know him don't think he's a good guy or don't like him. So it's going to hurt his standing among the all-time great status. You know where I think. I think he's like borderline in the top 10 of all time type of quarterback. I mean somewhere in there. I mean, yeah. you know, he could say I could, he could go anywhere from 8 to 15, 8 to 18. I think he's been that good, but it was crazy by James Washington. And James Washington has to catch those type of passes because he's going what, to be open. That's what he is too. He's an outside guy. So he's and he, he's not you a great route down, runner. He has
1: one direction, which is forward. It's it's really it.
3: They need to for me just why we're on that game real quick. They one of the problems with Pittsburgh's offense right now is they have to put Antonio Brown in the slot more. They kind of stop putting him outside. I don't know why they don't. I don't know either. And They'd I don't know if it's they don't trust it. anybody else to be that guy because they have Switzer, who's the slot guy, so I think that gives them their best three on the field at times. And Switzer can't play outside, so then they have to keep Juju and Brown outside. And if Washington was able to play on the outside, Right then you could put A-B on there and go, okay, we, we can do this or we can mess with Juju and A-B in the slot and give mm. some formations that would make it hard to double A-B in certain situations and things like that. But I, they're having a hard time finding that guy.
1: There have been some people that have hit us up about creating our own QB metric. Oh, I know. Since you don't like QBR right. and you're not a fan of quarterback rating. Yeah. Do you like QBR more than quarterback rating? I do
3: like QBR more than quarterback rating, yeah. I do. I
1: think there's a little more
3: value in the um, – You know, I guess what do I want to say, the the moment of the throw and what you're doing as far as being evaluated late in game, late in the end of the half, uh, more value about game-changing plays instead of it all being about completion percentage, which is what the quarterback rating is all about.
1: If we were to kind of enlist some of our fans to create a metric, what would be the things that you would care the most in factoring a quarterback's rating? Yeah.
3: of course, touchdown interception ratio, um, explosive pass plays in the air. Right? Not. A, I don't. I'm not getting. Oh, you're amazing. You threw a screen behind the line of scrimmage and you ran for twenty yards. Whoo! That was some play by you. So you want, how far the ball
0: travels. Right. That's you important. Want plays longer than twenty yards I, right, in the air. Right.
3: Yards per what completion. Yards per. Well, I'm just saying you can find whatever yard line that okay. is. If you want to say ten yards, whatever it is. But it's twenty yards per completion is more of a useful stat to me than yards per attempt, okay? That would be another thing. I think those would see some of the things I would look at. And then you know, man, I don't know what you would say. Difficulty of throws, that yeah, would be the hard part, you right? That. You know, okay, you had to get out of the pocket or yeah. this guy's really covered and you made a great throw like that. That's a hard one
0: to do, but I think the other ones we
3: so said... So maybe
1: that would just be throws under pressure? Th- throws under pressure, right?
3: Something like that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so how, do we, how do we quantify Mahomes' arm changing what the Chiefs are able to do on offense? Yeah,
3: that's another good... Like, I know. Maybe there's we, so many things. But I do think there's got to be a better way to have a formula out there. Because
0: it's really interesting,
1: especially the last few weeks with Mariota and Eli, Phillip Rivers going like 28 of 29. The QB rating, I think there's... I don't even know how many guys are over 100. Oh, I feel like it's 7 it's or like 8 six, this it, year. I
3: think it is 6 or 7. I got it right here if you want it. Yeah, look um, it up. Yep. Um, it's, uh, let's see, the top 13 are at 100.
1: I mean, that's insane. It's insane.
3: I'm just telling you, in 1990 or 89, the number one rated quarterback in football was Joe Montana, and he had a 92.3 quarterback rating, and everyone was like, man.
1: I remember Jeff Garcia unreal. was in, like, 96. Right. They are
3: like, this is historic. Exactly right. I mean, Steve Young back in the day when he was in the 98s or 102s, that was unheard of. I mean, Drew Brees is at
1: 127 right now. That's insane. Patrick Mahomes 117. Last year there were five quarterbacks that finished the season over hundred. Uh, in 2016 there were five as well. Uh, in 2015 there was seven. There was six. Yeah, so thirteen. I mean, this is like double or triple. Is
3: Ryan Fitzpatrick? So that tells you that there's a problem not only with the league, but the way the quarterback rating's done. Okay, I mean, damn. I mean, the quarterback rating should be somewhat of a correlation to how good you are as a player, right? Ryan Fitzpatrick is nowhere near the 13th best quarterback in football. I mean, I don't know whether they would say it. And if there was a stat out there to quantify the dumbness of some of his interceptions and things he does. Yes. That's are the things that we lose in this quarterback in this quarterback rating. Are, or, or what, what another thing we lose? Aaron Rodgers throwing a big pass down the left sideline to Devontae Adams. Pass interference. The pressure he puts on the defense to get that because he's such an on the money throw. I mean, there's just so many factors. It's very hard, really, to come up with it. I, I don't know if I can really do that.
1: Well, no, I'm not expecting you no, to. I'm hoping somebody else yeah, can. Yeah, right. But yeah, it's like we talk about Drew Brees. Meanwhile, Patrick Mahomes is number two, 117.9. Yes. So let's just throw that statistic out there, and I don't need to get into a Patrick Mahomes-Drew Brees thing. I could do it at any time.
0: Just let us know if you want us to.
3: Yeah. We'll do it. It's Three, already over. two. What do you mean? Brees is going to win the MVP. It's the, the The masses have won. I the would, media will not let it go.
1: We are the media, and I will fight back. I'm just saying there's a reason why I'm excited for Thursday Night Football. The Cowboys? Let's see if they can get there. I don't think it's going to happen. But I'm hoping Demarcus Lawrence puts some balls in the air. Oh, Byron Jones! Jeff Heath! Ooh. <laughs> let's call Phil. We're a little early. Let's see how he handles when we're early. Oh, let's see. Yeah, let's see if he's ready. We're going to call that house. I got a few questions. Wait, what about. are we going to talk to him about? You got questions for him? Uh, I want to ask him about... Apparently, he's in How I Met Your Mother. Okay. And I have a saint's theory that I'd like to run by him. Okay. What no, g- else? Anything else? Because we haven't talked
3: about this. Is there anything else we want to talk to it's him about? It's
1: better more? when we don't. All right. Um, but, yeah, if you think of anything,
0: please. Plenty any ping pong on Thanksgiving? No. We were at my house. You don't have a table?
3: No. He's not going to be ready. This is great. Hello?
2: Whoa! Hello! All right. Call me back. Just call me right back. Sorry. Call you right All right. Call it's all right.
3: Our, we called you early. Don't worry. <laughs> He's, yes. It's such a stress ball.
1: Okay, so apparently in how I met your mother, Jim Nance is in it and he says the line, there are two things you don't do. One, you don't email, open an email from Phil Sims in front of your kids, and two, you don't jinx a man going for a perfect week. Oh,
3: I don't I mean, I don't even know my dad knew, knows how to use email. I I don't it's pretty crazy. It really is.
1: Wait, your dad doesn't understand how to use email?
3: I, I'm just shocked that he does. I just, you know, it's, I can't really imagine him going through his emails. Does
1: long. Phil Sims use emojis? No, definitely not. Now, he does use
3: abbreviations. Like, he's the king of L Y K or. What you does know, that even mean? Let you know. Oh. Or. T- talk, what's Talk to You Later? T-t-y-l. T-T-Y-L. Yeah, that's what he says. And I'm not good with those. And I'm like, what, what the hell is he doing with this crap? Talk to You Later. Like, that, that's what he's good at. Wait, hold on. He just texted me. Okay, he's ready. He's ready. Talk back. Nicky. Oh, Nicky. Oh, yeah. Call him at home, Nikki. Oh, man, that's funny. Uh,
0: TTYL.
3: TTYL. Let me see if there's anything else that comes to my mind.
2: Oh, Phil Sims! We can feel. Does it take that long to dial? You know, so, you know the numbers. Eight wait, numbers you're going to come me? at
1: you're going to come at us after you aren't ready?
2: I ready? You called early. You know, I couldn't believe it.
3: Well, it's, it's it's we're in Jacksonville. It's Tom Coughlin time. Things are
1: straightening up in the world. He gets oh,
3: five wait, minutes. Wait, wait,
2: you guys are far from Jacksonville. Well, maybe not now. Hey. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, times have changed. You know. <laughs>
1: We were you talking know? just now. Tom Coughlin says he's willing to put the gloves on to anyone that questions what they did. And then the follow-up discussion was: If I fought Tom Coughlin one round, two minutes, how would I do?
2: Well, um, two minutes, two-minute round, one round. His age now?
1: Se- yes. If we well, fought like seventies, two- yeah, but you know, that
2: still, he- Adam's
3: still not sure he can do
1: it. He's a tiger now,
3: you cat. Know
2: what? If he would dance around for the first thirty seconds, I'm sure Adam would run out of air by then. So, yeah, wow. he might whoop your ass. And I'll tell you what, he comes <laughs> up here in the summer lives, what, Christopher, 200 yards from me, 300, yeah, whatever?
1: N- not
3: far. Has
2: a place. And hes I see him out constantly, big hat, jogging, walking, this, that.
1: Yeah, like you I know, don't work, do those things, so that's he an advantage, Tom.
2: About every day. I mean, you know, I so do he, he would like a little fight, yeah. That's so. what I'm
1: saying. I think I'd come in there and be like, Bortles sucks. And he'd be like, come here, I'm going to kill
2: you. <laughs> No, he might say, oh, well, you might be right there, but I still don't like you.
1: <laughs> so, uh, Phil, we had some people messaging us asking if you can shine a light on how this happened. In the show, How I Met Your Mother, Jim Nance says the line, there's two things you don't do. One, you don't open an email from Phil Sims in front of your kids. And I was curious, are you oh. known to send scandalous emails?
2: Uh, that is absolutely not true. Uh, what is it? Well, Goat Rider? Who is that? Christopher?
1: Uh
3: go, say it. Negative
2: what? Ghost Rider? Ghost, Ghost Rider. Rider. Oh, Ghost Rider. Yeah. Negative. What movie is that from? Negative Ghost top, Rider. Top Gun. Oh, don't wonder. Oh yeah. Okay. yeah, I didn't like watch a movie fifty times probably like you did as a kid growing up. But uh, nope. Uh, I asked you, Adam, I asked my son right there, have I ever said a uh, text to you or anything with even one curse word in it?
3: No, you have not. I was actually just telling them you're the king of the abbreviations of, like, T-T-Y-L or, you know, L-Y-K or L-Y-K-L. You you use all that stuff. I'm always like, who the hell is this guy?
2: Yeah, no, I don't curse on a thing. I might curse in person every once in a while, not as much as I used to. You know, when you grow up in a household with all my brothers and sisters and my dad would be laying on the couch, you know, we had one couch. He'd be taking, you know, his nap. At night, after we had dinner, and all of us were in the TV room trying to watch TV, and my dad would be snoring on the couch, and he would be laying there snoring, and he'd be going, he'd be calling out people, I'm going to read, beep, 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 beep your ass, beep, beep, beep. You know, and we're all just looking at each other and start laughing, and it's true. And it was like, it it gonna happen every time. He would start. He would cuss people in his sleep? People during his sleep.
3: Damn, so that's why we're so psycho in our family.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. Well, you can you you can verify this story when you see you know, if you ever go see my brothers and down in Kentucky, son. Uh, that's another thing. <laughs> but that's another. We'll let that go. Uh, but they'll verify. You know, it, it was really hilarious for him to be talking to people and using the, uh, the language he used. You know, while he was sleeping. That's so, awesome. Oh well.
1: Well, I tell you so, what, yeah, but
2: Adam put it on pay-per-view i'd probably buy it nice because if there's a fight on pay-per-view i usually buy it
1: Yeah, it makes sense yeah. uh i have a question uh, that i want you and chris to chime in on sean payton drew Brees, tom brady bill belichick Ooh, who has baby. the stronger who has the stronger connection a
2: stronger connection in what way? What do you mean as people?
1: Just personal, like
2: working everything. Yeah, like, like well, I would think it's it's Sean Payton. Sean Payton I I more do. in sync. Yeah. yeah, he's such a grinder, but he he does it with a you know a personality too, and has fun doing it. I mean, he he, he lives he through he the quarterback too. Really fun.
3: Right. Right. He lives through the quarterback too, right? I mean, he lives it. He's living the quarterback like. Yeah,
2: he's living through the quarterback. Yeah. Like we've said a thousand times. He thinks he's Drew Brees, and then right. Drew Brees is only right. doing that because he's coming through my body out there. And that's your experience, because I did it. And hey, he's Drew Brees is playing quarterback like Sean Payton thinks he would have played if he was the quarterback. That's what's right. so cool about it. And, yeah, and we all know that. And John Gruden's the same guy too. He wants to do all those with you, Christopher. Ninety thousand checks, getting the perfect play because that's who I would be. I would be the smartest guy out there. Right. And uh, but Sean Payton, I, I always tell people, and you know our son, you know Matt got to go down there and spend a couple of days with him in a mini camp uh, two years ago, not right. last summer, the year before. And I said it'll be the best days you've ever spent in football. And after the first day, he called and says, "Oh my gosh!" And I, you know, and I knew. And I said, "Yep." What I tell you. Just the way they coach, the who they are, they talk like normal people. They, you know, they, they're emotional. They're out loud. You know, everything that you kind of can um, relate to in right. a, and like, as I think, as a player. And I even text Brandon Marshall, who's down there now, and I didn't quite go into that, but he just he goes, man, they are all about ball down here. I think was kind of his quote, which was right. pretty cool. Right. So
1: here's what's interesting when yeah. I hear that, right? They talk like normal people, and they're all about ball. Right. What are the other coaches like? <laughs> they're just. Well, yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. Go no, ahead. You no, you explain.
3: I, I mean, it, it's hard to say. They're just, for lack of better phrases, more of a man's man. There's no political BS. If you played like crap. Or did crappy in practice? You know, hey, fucking left you suck today. I mean, you were fucking horrible. Yeah. And, but make it like <laughs> they'd let you know, but also not make you feel like you're like the worst thing on earth and so build you up. So what do the other to. coaches do? The other coaches, I feel like, are just a little uptight. It's professional. I don't know what it is. They're not willing well, they to take the chances. Right. You
2: know, it's, it's 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 so many different ways. And yeah, the ones, hey. It Once you become very honest, I think, with athletes, it takes a little bit to get used to. But once you get used to it, you like it because mm. you know where you stand. Right. And it might take a little bit. You might get your little feelings hurt. You know, I got mine hurt some, too. And even once I learned it, you're like, oh, my God, you know, let's give me a break here, you know, Bill Parcells. Just, just one day. Let me just come in and not be under stress as I sit in the meeting room going, oh, my God, I hope I have a good practice I mean, I would start sweating an hour before practice going, damn, I hope it goes well, and hope it's not too windy, this, that. You know, my God, it was brutal. But uh, but the he was always truthful. I mean, really, and, you know, um, really blatantly truthful sometimes. Like, you you don't want to hear it, and you go, I'm telling you, son, I mean, don't make me. I, uh, hell, I, I'll pull you. I'll yank you. You better start. You know, like, oh, my God. Yeah, you know, I don't think he ever told me that, but. I think he inferred it a little bit as a threat, which I didn't really believe either, but that's the way it goes.
3: Well, and Peyton, Sean Payton, like other than Bill, I, I, I would, I don't know Sean that well, only in passing and hello. But the things I've heard, like comparing, again, Bill Belichick is never going to get that close to Tom Brady or give him that praise or make him feel that way. That's just not his style. He's going to praise him after his career's over. Right now, he's still his coach, and he's going to push his buttons to drive him the right yeah. way. Yeah. Where, where we've said like Sean Payton makes the quarterback feel like, man, he's we're a team together out there. What
1: about Sean and Drew versus Josh and Tom?
3: Yeah, I still think Josh is more like a Belichick than a, a Sean Payton. Like, I, I, I this is where I would further. I think Sean, like going to the guys or man's man talk or whatever – like I think he's the kind of guy that would tell you, like, and I had five beers last night, and I did this, and now you can't believe I did this, and then I did that. What an idiot I am! <laughs> where you're never going to get that talk from Bill Belichick. Where I feel like yeah. Sean Payton might give you a little look in his personal life to, like, and Here. what does that
1: mean to you as a quarter? I think it just lets you know
3: the person a little bit, and you just go, okay, this guy's not a robot. Like he goes home and drinks beer or whatever yeah. else, and. You know, I think Belichick, we're just like, a, he's the sergeant, he's the drill commander, whatever he says we do, he gives us a piece of paper, we read it and say, yes, coach. And it's just a different way that way.
2: Yeah, it's a different way. And it listen, it, but they both have one thing in common. They hold you extremely accountable and they are in control of everything and they coach everybody. And, you know, that, that's what I always, you know, I look back, I used to go, about coaches, like, well, I always refer to Bill Parcells because I spent eight years with him and we had success, and of course, he changed a lot of lives, but he'd be back there. You know, coaching the punt returners. I'm going. What the hell does he know about returning the punt? Right. But it wasn't about that. He had to know anything. He just wanted to be on them and tell, show them that he was with them too. And by God, I'm judging you like everybody else, like you're a star wide receiver or whatever. And get your arms under. Get under. Get do this. You know. I mean, they'd be right beside him. You know. And and really, what he was doing, putting them under pressure in practice situations right. to right. make sure they didn't drop it during the game. And so I, I just... watched it all the time going man, I know one of those guys like to catch a punt and take the ball and just throw it at him. It's I just thought of, of a, Phil, I just it's thought it's of a good.
1: random question. Yeah. When you were there in the Giants and Parcells was there and Belichick's there, was there ever a day when you looked at Belichick and thought he's going to be a better coach than Bill Parcells?
2: Well, of course not. No, no. I don't know if anybody did. I think the defensive players, um, as I've heard them talk over the years, just used to go, wow, you know, that – That things he would teach them in the meetings and talk about and 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 designing stuff and all that they they were just that caught their attention and going man he's unbelievable but I don't know if they thought he would ever become what he is and you know I don't know I think Christopher we talked talked about it I think he played cover two the year we went to our first Super Bowl basically almost every play of the year right and he never took a safety. We never had a safety out of the middle. We always had two back or one back, but most of the time it was two. But it was about 30 different defenses in one, you know, so it was really intricate. Very, I went against it every day, and I go, well, there's two safeties, okay, big deal. Now, you know, they'd cover everybody differently every time you drop back.
3: Right, depending on your – yeah, right, right.
2: It was really cool, really cool when you think back – What's the, it was simple, but it was extremely complicated. Right. Uh, you ever, did you ever get a drink?
1: You ever, like, ha- did you ever party with Bill Belichick?
2: Um, I went to his... Boy, Six, 60th, a
3: it was his 60th birthday party.
2: Was it his 60th? Yeah, it was.
3: I just got hired up there in New England. I wasn't invited, but you were.
2: Yes, I went <laughs> to his 60th birthday party. So You know, listen, Bill's got a great personal life. He enjoys his off season. You know, I know all those things. Ooh. I told him once. I said, "Now this is." I just, I got pictures of you or you on stage dancing with Bon Jovi, at a concert. And he goes, "I don't know." He said something to me, Sims. If I ever see that, I you know, he threatened me. Kind of went, <laughs> "Okay, I, I really okay. No, Well, whatever. But you know, he liked it. He liked to go to concerts. He likes to go and. And I've, I've told you many times, pretty quick witted, of course, it's very dry. Mm. And man, he can really slice you up pretty good if you want to get in the verbal war with him. I know that. So, <laughs> so I mean come on. He's won all these Super Bowls. I'd be I'd be really confident and cocky and everything if I went to eight Super Bowls and yeah. how many did he go as an assistant? Three? Three other ones?
3: Yeah, uh, at least three. Yeah, yeah, three. One with
2: the Patriots. Yeah, and then you're and, two. two with us. Yeah. So that's right. eleven. 11 Super Bowls he has coached in, so that's, that's pretty pretty that's incredible insane. for for him. So uh, what else is going on, Adam? What's going on in your life? Uh,
1: I did the match this past weekend with uh, Tiger and Phil. I was hosting that with Barkley and Samuel L. Jackson. That's, was it
2: as boring as I think it was?
1: The I would say holes 3 to 14, 3 to 16 were like that, but I was hanging out with Samuel L. Jackson, so it wasn't really that How boring. How that? Oh my gosh! What a cool guy. Him and Bar- oh, really?
3: Dad, Him and Barkley. The stories. Adams got you know Barkley betting on games and doing things oh, yeah. in the middle of we his were show.
1: Afterwards, going and just <laughs> drinking. He's like Adam. Hey Adam, I got a lot of money, in Oklahoma. Adam,
2: I hope they pull this out, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> so That's I, pretty good. Uh, thank you, buddy. That is pretty good. You know, I oh I tell you, it's uh, their show. They're on TNT or is that TBS? They do yep, the show.
1: TNT. On. Yeah.
2: Well, whatever. It's like you two sitting here now doing your show. You can just say whatever you want, and you can take thirty minutes to make one point, And usually, you can't even get to the point because no. I've lost concentration of what the hell you're trying to tell me. And then somebody interrupts them. It's it's it's. It's hey, worth
3: watching, though.
2: Yeah, but there's no form of TV like that. Yeah, you know, no. there's just.
1: No, hey, it's not like but, you guys where you get twelve seconds to d- to explain the Steelers defense.
2: Yeah, yeah. No, usually when it comes to me. Eight seconds, seven, six, and I go. All right, well, yeah, I want to, what I want to do is take my paper, throw it up in the air. JB, how you doing? I want to ask about your personal life. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Well, All right, Dad. He had one. By the time they got to me, it didn't get to me. They threw it, threw it back to JB, and you know, of course. And yeah, I know, you know what's coming after that. Hey, Phil, that's some of your best work you've ever done. Yeah, yeah, okay. right. yeah Come yeah. here and put your face on my hand for me. <laughs> <you>. <laughs> oh, well, it's all good. It's all Appreciate you, Phil. I'm going Christopher tonight. Do you know, Adam? Really? Yeah. Yeah, you're going you're to be there, right, Christopher? I'm going to be there. Okay, yeah. we're going what's out. What's going on? A, a birthday party. For Razna. Wow! Oh, baby, uh,
1: Super Agent
2: Steve. <laughs> <Ross>. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. We're gonna make Christopher. He'll be the youngest one there, so have to pick up the check. That'll really ruin his night.
1: <laughs> rookie hazing.
2: <laughs> rookie. Yeah, that's good. One. I like that rookie hazing. Is so it just it, you three? Or
1: are we getting like uh, Chris Collinsworth involved? Let's no, and, I, I don't know.
3: I'm sure no, no,
2: Collinsworth is not coming out of Kentucky to come up here.
1: It's uh, uh-huh. he's
2: got. I think a, he... That's why he moves away, so he can't be involved in anything. He lives down here in Kentucky. That it's just you know listen living in Kentucky whew, it's not bad it's, you yeah. know, taxes not a lot of people you know a lot of good things it's, yeah um, I'd like to take you down there one time Lefko. well he li-
3: he lived there Dad he did he started you know he was on Louisville News he was the sports anchor so he knows I you
1: yeah know, remember all, sorry, all your fa- i, yeah. Too fast. I yeah, all bad. your family members think I'm a star <laughs> they already know him what what station were you on WHAS 11
2: so that's cbs right
1: Anna's local sports network
2: <laughs> oh, yes i know uh, i go down hey look one of my college oh liz everman i think i went to college with her and i used to go over to her apartment and she'd be sitting there rehearsing the news and she was a news anchor in louisville for i think um wlky it would have been yes Not that because. was
1: our rival station
2: yeah that would be abc if i remember and she was there lead anchor at night for oh my gosh i don't know 20 30 years she was she was great i've met her many times over the years but when i go back to louisville we run into each other at dinners or whatever it is so she hasn't changed much and she's um she's doing great that's awesome. so there you go all
0: right you
1: thank man. you for your time phil have fun at dinner well, listen tonight.
2: great talking to you too um uh, and, no, I never sent any dirty emails, and I didn't even know that line was in there. I did. I, I do remember that. You know, I get residuals all the time for all those sitcoms and all those things I've been on. Yeah. And I love those checks when they come in. They come in about, I get about one or two a week, and it'll be for $3.92. I've had a couple for $0.58. It's I mean, amazing. Yes, it's, um, big money. I'm putting them into Christopher's Trust Fund. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> all right, Dad, Dad. I'll see you later. I do think you could take Tom Coughlin. I I, I think you could. I do.
1: Oh, thanks, pal. You've got I, it, now that I have your support. I'm ready to fight. How much
2: you benching, Adam?
1: God, it's been so. He's long. a little out of shape right now. Damn it! Yeah,
3: I don't how the hell that. can you
2: get out of shape?
3: Because uh, he just eats a lot. That's why. And mean, he, doesn't, he doesn't sweat either, but he's definitely, I've seen him with his shirt off a few times lately in the the makeup room. He's He's got a few extra handles that he usually didn't have. My girlfriend likes to cuddle, so I make her happy. <laughs> oh,
2: so you've got, did we have a little cottage cheese? Have we got a little, oh, God. Don't, 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 all right. Right. <laughs> no, come on, man. This is unbelievable. Come on, man. Uh, Randy Moss, that was pretty good. All that right. was pretty good. Hey. Yes. Uh, over and out, Ghost Rider.
3: Oh, <laughs> negative <laughs> Ghost Rider, say it.
2: He He's was on a roll yeah. what was going
0: on?
3: He He's like, I got a
1: microphone world. and I'm going to keep
3: talking he and you was. can't do anything about I had it. A girl, an anger girl I was dating her went over there, she did the news. ABC if I remember. I see her
1: sometimes and I go back. She still does the news. Hey, Adam, how much a bench these days, pal? <laughs> you got him
3: going. Watch out. Especially 19- once you get him going down the football thing, it just never ends after that. Down like the Giants thing. The Giants thing, storytelling
1: time, Parcels, Belichick. I mean, fendrick wrote a million times rap 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 rap. (laughs) you can't rap i couldn't do it no i know i was like barkley on on friday big mouth all right let's get to some film
3: all right so uh, it's funny he said that about the cover two patriots thing did i write that in my notes like I don't even know what I wrote in my notes, but whatever, we'll get to
1: it. You did not. All right. But let's start off with Bill's offense, Jaguars defense, because of all the text messages you sent me, the ones about Josh Allen excited me the most. Okay. You said the first thing you notice about him is his presence on the field. Second thing is, damn, he can fucking run. Right. I mean, really run. Right. And there was one note about the touchdown that many people have seen, first and 10, and you wrote, QB draw from first and 15,
3: they, all those plays only get called for the freakiest people on the planet at the quarterback position, like first and 15 quarterback draw empty formation against the Jacksonville Jaguars, the fastest defense on the planet. Yeah. I mean, um, I guess, you know, going back to what you said already, first of all, when you turn on the film, he's a guy that pops out. The second he gets out from underneath the center, you just go, damn, who is that big guy? And he looks like a good athlete driving back. We'll see what he is as a quarterback. I, I know that's still yet to be determined, but I could tell you I like what I've seen so far, and presence is something out there. He does have a presence. That team does believe they have a chance when he's in. You know me. I always look at people's reactions, how they play, celebrating a touchdown dance with a McCoy in the end zone. I mean, Sean's not going like, hey, let me find the sorriest dude on our team and let's have a celebration dance. He's only going to do that with the players he thinks are ballers up to his level. So I don't know why I went on that ramp. No, but yeah. still, his presence and his physical ability – were jaw dropping in the game and
1: the reason they won the game. Yeah, it, you wrote only the really physically gifted could have won this game.
3: Yes, and I don't mean so like so to say that again, um there's games where you'd have to be a surgical, you know, dissecting type passer where I'd go, "Oh, that's not Josh Allen's game yet." But I would also say those surgical Tom Brady, Drew Breeses could have never won this game playing quarterback for the Buffalo Bills with that same talent around and the offense they ran. There's no way. They're undermanned. Jacksonville could cover them with one eye closed and maybe one leg taped to the other. Okay, so there's nobody to be worried about there. The offensive line's nothing special. Um, you have to be a phenomenal athlete to get out of some of the situations, to run for some of the yards he had on boot, boot passes where no. Nobody was open, but he had enough speed to turn the corner on Telvin Smith or a Yannick Ngakwe and get 10 yards or 8 yards. So, yeah, you have to be really physically gifted as just an athlete to do what he did in that game, let alone the arm. The arm scares the defense to a degree where they're so far down the field at times that when he does scramble, there's – only one guy there for him to beat because there's 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 six guys in the secondary 45 yards down the field because he's about to throw a howitzer
1: down there. This sounds like what you say about Mahomes. Yeah, That when other quarterbacks have receivers going deep, they don't got to follow him as far. Right. But the, the fear of his arm opens up running lanes yes. for him that other quarterbacks would never get. Right,
3: right. It's it's an unquantified
1: stat, but you're right, yeah. The other thing that you wrote, right. and again— You see things on film that would pass me by. And you wrote, you know I love the Jags, but they're talking too much. Yes, they are. What are you seeing on film? I mean, just from get-go. I mean, I think it was one of the first plays of the
3: game. He kind of runs over Telvin Smith on a boot. He runs the boot. Nobody's there. And Telvin Smith's got to break down and tackle him. He kind of just goes, fine. I'll go ahead, I'll lower my shoulder and get two more yards. And he does. And it's like an eight or nine-yard gain, and Telvin Smith's going to stand over him and talk crap. And, you know, anytime they have a good play, Jacksonville, they're over everybody, letting them know. And listen, I like that. I'm all for that. But I'm not necessarily all for that when you're three and eight. And I'm not all for that, too, when the other team gives it back to you. Right? So there's a few times like that where, Josh Allen makes a big throw or makes a big run and somebody's underneath them and Miles Jack and the linemen come down to let him know our qu- whatever they're saying, our quarterback just ran you over for a touchdown and Jacksonville loses their mind. They go crazy. They want to start a fight right there. And that just, you know, again, I'm all for being a bully on defense and doing those things, but when you get bullied, you can't run across the field and get in a fist fight with a guy. I mean, there's just, just too many instances like that where Their immaturity has shown this year. Their handling of success has not been very good, and... Uh, it bothers me just to be where you are that state of the team to kind of be acting that way like you're the best thing going on earth right now. No, I just think they have to dial it back
1: a hair. Sounds like a bruised ego. It's exactly right. I think Sounds that's right. like if anyone says anything, he's like, no, I'm the toughest. Right. But to wrap up Josh Allen, yeah. you said his presence is crazy. It's like Big Ben and Carson Wentz and Cam Newton. No one around him flusters. No, I mean, nothing. And at the end you wrote, he's got a chance to be big time. He does. I'm hearing a lot of people selling Josh Allen stock. Oh, it's really, Yeah, like a few weeks ago, they're like, right. Josh Allen doesn't look good either. Good either. And yeah, I'm like, right. if I'm in the media, which right. I am, right. I'm not saying any of these young guys don't look good no, because they've all shown that. hope, too. But Josh Allen, you still see the big time potential. I really do. I, I
3: didn't, you know, he had some, he got unlucky with a few big completions that got called back where I just was like, whoa, that was an unbelievable throw. Not really one dicey decision the whole game, except for maybe one, I can remember, out to his left. He was rolling to the left where I went, oh, that was stupid. But everything else was smart. He understood the team he was playing. When he did make a tight throw, he threw the ball in the right spot for the tight throw. Might have not been complete, but it was safe where you're like, that's good. Don't that's let Jacksonville get the pick and yeah. you know get the short field or whatever it was. So, yeah, he was very good that way. And, hey, we'll still see what he is. I understand that. There's not a lot of talent around him. But I could tell you this. The guy has a chance to be really special. There's just not a lot of quarterbacks that have the physical tools he has. That- I mean – Come on! He scrambled for a 45-yard gain and outran Yannick and Gockway and Telvin Smith and the rest. And AJ Bouye was like, "Oh gosh, I gotta like go into sixth gear to catch this guy." I mean, come on! That's that's insane. Mm. That's Lamar
1: Jackson, except it's 50 pounds bigger. And that's how you segue. Let's get to Lamar Jackson yeah. taking on the Raiders. Not the toughest opponent, but it's another week of seeing him play. More from the pocket. Right. The, the game plan for the Bengals was we're going to run him. The game plan for the Raiders was let's see him as a passer. Definitely. We'll get to his flaws. Yeah. But the big note that I saw is from the get-go to now, I still believe this kid is a natural. Yeah. He has talent. He's improved from week to week. Wasn't perfect, but he's the best option for the team. What did you see now in week two of him as a starter?
3: Just comfort in the pocket. You know, seeing the field the right way. The two interceptions, I have no problem with those interceptions. They weren't egregious or
1: stupid. One of them was deflected.
3: One of them was deflected. The other one was deflected, too, over the middle. Right. Where he knew it was a tight throw. He knew it. He tried to kind of sidearm, throw it hard, and he was hoping he could squeeze it by. And the underneath guy, number 25 on the Raiders, the safety who I've kind of liked on film. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. He hit the ball. Ball got intercepted. But I think... Just the quality of some of his throws, they weren't all perfect. I know there was a few that came out of his hand, funny. But, man, some of the big completions, I mean, the ball, he's a natural thrower. When he steps into a throw – Gets his shoulder to the target, has his back foot underneath him. Man, the ball comes out of his hand pure every time. I mean, it's it's like a – it's that Michael Vick flick of the wrist motion. It's just effortless for him to flick it 50 yards down the field or do anything like that. And then, you know, I just thought he played the game the right way too. He understood what he was dealing with. Um, you know, the risky interception over the middle, okay, yeah. Uh, the scrambling was great. And – You know, the running when they
1: did ask him to run was special. Uh, The kid's name is uh, Eric Harris. Eric Harris, that's right. But you did write, look, the playbook's not that much bigger with Joe Flacco. No. When it's second and short, third and short with Edwards, that O-line, and Lamar Jackson, I don't know how you stop them. Right. And I'm telling you, I'm watching the game. I'm rooting for the Ravens because they're up 10. The line's 10.5, and I had 300 on them, 10.5. Right. And when he threw that bomb to John Brown, I lost my shit. And Omar was here, and I went over to Josh, and I was like, I guess Lamar's not a good quarterback, because he dropped it in perfectly to John Brown. And then he ended the game with a 40-yard run. He could have tried to make a move and gone 100, but that's Lamar. That's the side of Lamar. And it really, I feel like it's... The Ravens were a team that I picked to win the North. They yeah. were a team that I thought could have been talented enough to win the one seat because mm-hmm. their O line is stacked, their front seven is packed, their secondary has playmakers and Jefferson and Weddle and some good guys on corner, mm-hmm. and they got a lot of weapons on offense. I feel like could you tell from the film the whole team was rejuvenated? Did it look like a different team than three weeks ago? Yes, it does. There's he is. Brought- my concern is oh, Lamar's played well against the Bengals and the Raiders.
3: Yeah, I get that. And I'm sure the players still realize that too. And I, I bet you Lamar realizes it. But, you know, I I bet you they also remember them. We played some bad defenses already, and it wasn't like Flacco just tore them apart. You know, those are the things that they're going to remember too. Um, But he does bring an energy to the football team. He brings an attitude to the football team, and
1: they embrace it. You can see that. Some of the quotes after the game, right. it's, like, it's like, we got this guy, he's crazy, I he's know, a weapon. I like know. Michael Crabtree, he's like, he does stuff I've never seen. Right.
3: The running has gone back to Louisville-ish, speed, everything. He's in his comfort zone. You're seeing everything that we thought he could be start to flourish. He can put games away. Is he perfect? No, but the big run at the end of the game puts the game away. Huge. He, I mean, Gus Edwards is such a big improvement over Alex Conn and just a better combo with him because yeah. he's a sledgehammer up the middle and you have to worry about that. He opens up holes for Edwards. Edwards opens
1: up room for him on the edge. He, Plus, you have the good special teams. Right. They're playing Ravens football. They're playing Ravens football. Stop you on defense. Right. Gash you with Lamar. Right. Kick the field goals where you
3: Right. At. And then have an occasional big play, which they look for, and that's where they
1: strike. Your big thing, though, yeah. that I saw from your notes— it's the thing that always scares me with an athlete that can run. We saw it with Mariota. I'm sure we're going to get there with Trubisky. And the reason it scares me is because I experienced it with Donovan McNabb. And you wrote, don't try to be a pocket quarterback. Right. Don't just stand there. Did right. you sense that? Yeah.
3: Yeah. Good burp there. I saved it.
1: But there was, uh, yeah,
3: there's a few plays that's almost like going back to Marcus Mariota, I felt like his rookie year. I wanted to be like, The Red Sea has parted. Run for 60 yards. It's there. Don't just stand there because everyone's going, we'd like to see you be a better pocket passer. I mean, don't forget what got you there. Yes, there was a few moments, especially early on in the game, where there was one within the pocket where I wanted to go, there's nobody open. Get out. Stop trying to wait for somebody like just to miraculously get open. And then there was a boot he had to the right at one point. I want to say it was the second quarter, maybe late first quarter, where nobody's open. Go run and get seven yards. It's there. But mm-hmm. instead, he tried to make some miracle throw to a guy that was covered. And those are little things where I feel like in his head he's going like, "Oh, I gotta, I gotta show everybody I can throw and execute this offense this way." No, no, no. just execute it. Move the chains, mm-hmm. and everyone's gonna go look at him executing the offense. It doesn't matter how you do it. People forget once it's successful,
1: and then you could start to build on your success from there. I read these notes and I go, "Sim still believes that Lamar and Josh have a higher ceiling than Baker." <sighs> I mean Ooh. Baker
3: no question is better oh, than yeah, them didn't right now. That. I, didn't I know. Say that. Yeah, I I okay, yes. I would say man, Baker's impressed me too. That's a really good way to put it. You you made me think there for a second. Yeah, maybe they're high end. Wow, ceiling. so you're really high on Baker. I mean, Baker's amazing. Yeah, Baker's been really like really good. I mean, so what I
1: appreciate about you is you yeah. can go. I was wrong.
3: Yeah, yeah, I, I should definitely not had him three. I know that. I had Baker three, right? I had Josh Allen one, Rosen two. Definitely Baker should be two, if not one. One would be more of a, if I made him two, it's just because I see that Josh Allen's ceiling is so high, I'm going to go with it, even though I know it right. might not be as so good So you would yet.
1: actually go Baker one, Allen two, who three? Mm. I mm. Lamar or Rosen? I think
3: I'd go Lamar in a close one against Rosen. And then Darnold five. And then Darnold five. Yeah. Love you, Sam. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think so. That's the way i do it. Man. Yeah.
1: yeah. So, wow. Baker is really... Wow. Yeah. I'll tell you what, and if you want some of my gambling advice right now... Yeah. Uh, I saw I can use some of it. Yeah, I saw in Vegas that... Big gambling guy. Saquon is like minus 345 for rookie of the year, and I think Baker was like plus 150, with the way that the NFL rewards quarterback play and the way that the Browns' schedule sets up down the stretch, the Giants are going to be a non-factor. Right. If the if the Browns are even barely making the playoffs, right. Baker's winning offensive rookie of the year, right. First pick of the draft, yeah. If you can if you can get plus one fifty, plus one seventy five right now, I would jump all over that with Baker because minus three forty five. Why even
3: bet? Yeah, you're right. I mean, it's just I was trying to source.
1: explain that to the guy on the set. They were, i was like i was like they were like well i think tiger is going to win and i was like yeah but the odds are so much better on phil that you're obligated to bet on phil right like, in a 50-50 situation, you take the better odds. Right, right. Same thing, like, oh, you think Saquon's going to win? Even if you think that, do not bet that way. Right. You should bet on where you can make a good amount of money. Gotcha. But, anyway. yeah. Um. The last thing on Lamar. Okay. He's just got to get off first reads better.
3: Okay? Right. That's one of the big things I see more than anything. You know, just because the coach said this is the first read, don't, don't hang on it so long. He's got a few plays where he does it, and it's textbook, and he's perfect, but there's also a few times where he's sitting there in the pocket, and I just go, move on. Move on. He's not going to yeah. come open. It's too late. And then it's oh gosh, and people are around him, and he gets sacked, or he has to throw it away, or whatever it is. He just that's one thing. And like I said, don't forget to be a don't forget to be a football player. This is where you've mm. gotten. If things don't look good, get out. Use your talents and
1: make a play that way. You knew who was the best at that, Kaepernick.
3: Yeah, Kaepernick was.
1: He would 95 yard run, 60 yard run. He didn't. He did not wait. No, he did not wait. Uh, Pat's offense. Yeah. Uh, This is an exciting thing. Uh, Again, make sure you check out Sims and Lefko, the show. We had Denzel Ward. Uh, Sims and I talked about coaches on the hot seat. Just, you know, Sims and Lefko, the show, fun. Coming up. I think next week, we took Jamal Adams, who you believe is the best safety in the NFL. And because you can't hit people anymore, we took him to a room where you can crush things and smash things. And that's coming up next week. Very excited about it. But you even felt obligated to tell him about how in love you are right now with the Patriots power running game. Yeah, You talked to me about it in the Uber. You yelled at a lady behind us for beeping at us. She literally got out the car. What an
3: asshole she is.
1: But... You couldn't stop talking. You had just watched the film. Yeah, it sounds like you think the Patriots have the best run game in the NFL, I, I which mean, I've never heard the Patriots and best
3: run game. Right, before. it's the best coach run game. I'm not going to say it's the best because there's some other teams that I think maybe are just a little more talented at the line at the all overall offensive line.
0: What does that mean? Best coach run
3: game. Best coach as far as creativity, little wrinkles on a weekly basis. Never really schematically messing up what you're supposed to do. Like execution. Like, right. Let's just say there is, you know, the That's three That's not coaching. That's the, th- the opposite. Well, the three they're not messing up the execution of the play, which he's saying is is to a degree because I'm like saying like this. You're wrong. Wrong. So, so so you gotta you guys gotta picture it like this, the right?
0: Players are doing what they're being told to do. They're
3: being doing what they're told to gotcha. do, and even though it's the same play, the defense doesn't line up in the same thing every time. So you have to have different ways to block. Oh wait. This time they lined up like that. We can't do the same thing we just did when they lined up like this because now this guy's just going to run through. So they find – they communicated the line of scrimmage to know. Like, for instance, like if you have a three technique, right? you got a three technique, a guy on the outside shoulder of that guard. Let's just say it's the right guard. Right. Right? Okay. So it's between the guard and the tack. Right. And in that instance, let's say the back guard, the left guard is going to pull, right? Okay, yeah, we're going to use him to pull. That's great. The center's going to back block the nose tackle. Okay? Now you got a double team on that three technique between the tackle and the guard. Yep. Okay? And allow that left guard to swing around. Swing around. And one of those double teamers at one point has to leave the double team and get to the next next linebacker to cut him off from coming over. Okay? So now you can run the same exact play again, but let's say the defensive tackles are switched around. Now let's say the three technique is on the left. And And you still want to pull that left guard. And you still want to pull somebody. So now maybe you have to pull the center because now maybe the right guard has to block down, right? And now the tackle has a guy head up on him, so you just go, "Oh, you take it, okay? Yeah. You take it, okay? Guard, you got to block the three technique backside, so you stay, you don't pull." Now the right guard down blocks and the center pulls,
1: and and that's now you all have that.
3: communicated at the line. Yeah, yes, there's lots, and of- they're
1: not- and they're not going there, going. Hey, Jim, you're going to take him, and no. then I'm going to pull, and then, Tom, because they're running a nose, they're going to need you to stay. They're gonna, molly, Molly, or duel, duel, or whatever it may be. Everybody's got their own different claws, and they're going to make those. And it's, so it's going to be one word that describes the defensive front and then how they're going to act.
3: They're not even going to talk about the defensive front because when they literally are walking up to the line of scrimmage, they're going to go, okay, here's the front. We see it we better fucking know what it is because Skarnecki has been drilling into our brain and we've done 9 million walkthroughs, so they know that. They're already communicating about what their call is going to be to how to block it versus this front. Mm. Did I explain that good enough? Yeah, I think so. No,
0: I mean, I'm just... Football is such a complicated sport. It, it is. So you, more so you get up there, and then yeah. what happens
1: right. when right before the snap, Ooh. the whole line goes and yeah. shifts to the left. Right. What yeah.
0: do they
3: do now? If you're too deep into your snap count, That's what I'm you can't there's like stop. Four
1: seconds left. Yeah. Right. You can't stop,
3: and especially if you're on like about to say set hut, and if you stop, then someone's going to jump off sides. So you got to. There's nothing you can do at that point. So then
1: everybody's like "Molly, Molly!" When they're doing
3: something like that, exactly right. The really? center all of a sudden's going to go like. Bear bear, 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 and then everyone's going to try to figure it out at the last second. So then
1: why doesn't every defensive line shift at that time every play? Well, they could. They certainly could.
3: There's teams that do that every now and then to set up wrinkles. Who was complaining about this just recently, about team shifting? And the they Panthers were the Panthers doing it? They were saying move, right, to simulate the snap count. They got somebody to jump off sides. That's a cheap trick that defensive coaches will do. What? Like that shift stem down and fall? also yell a real aggressive move or something. So the center here is like a set, you know, it's getting booty Five, blue move 5 move! All, side, oh, you know, all of a sudden, somebody jumps outside. That's that's cheating. You're not allowed to do that. You're not allowed to yell? No, you're not allowed to yell like that. There was one team count. that got
1: penalized Who for that was in it? a very big playoff game, I think it was, like last year. Yeah, but there was one even just like
3: two weeks ago where the teams were complaining. I can't remember it is. No, but the reason to your point is why teams don't always do that too is because you don't want to be caught moving too much right at the snap right because then you're going to lose gap integrity just like I'm telling like think if you're going I'm over the guard and at the snap you know or right before the snap the coach wants me to get over the center okay well you need to get that's there and hunker down and get in your position first. If you try to do it while they're moving, and all of a sudden now a guy is blocking you as you're trying to move over there, right? You're going to end up four feet to where yeah. you wanted to end up, right? So that's why you have to be careful about doing it too
1: much. Who was I it? I forgot about this. Yeah, what so was So this it? is – man, we've been working together too long. 2015. Yeah. Cardinals are playing the Bengals Sunday night football. Cardinals are about to try and kick a 46-yard field goal with Chandler Catanzaro. Right. And Pecco yelled, and they gave him a 15-yard unsportsmanlike penalty that moved it to a 32-yard right, field goal that. that they hit. Mm-hmm. So it was on a field goal. where, And then Marvin Lewis called it a phantom call.
3: There was something that happened just recently. I'm telling you. But I you.
1: remember that, yeah. and it was like – Man, that's how you're gonna end the game.
3: Yes. So getting back to New England's run offense, though, it's very special. Yes. And with Trent Brown healthy and Shaq Mason being back. And also you wrote
1: when they do twenty one personnel, which ends up being two wide receivers, they have not Edelman, not Hogan, not any of these other wide receivers. It's Josh Gordon and Cordaro Patterson, who you think are the two top best run blocking wide receivers in the NFL. They're unreal. An aspect of the NFL that people don't think Never about talk about right is the ability to block as a wide receiver. Exactly. And you think they're the two best?
3: They're up in that combo. Yeah, they're the two best together on the field at the same time. Like it's the best duo. If you go, who are two receivers in the run game? That you could have be blockers that have to get that safety who fills the hole right. or whatever. Maybe those two are they're fearless. They don't care about contact. A wide which,
1: receiver block is the difference between a ten yard run and a thirty yard. Exactly run. right. Why are
0: they unreal?
3: Because they're just they're more physical than your normal receiver, right? They're just not afraid to go. Like oh, Jamal Adams is there. I I'm supposed to. Coach told me if the safety fills the C gap, it's my job this week to move them out, and they go in there and run into them yep. like a like you know a. Stud would, or at least to the best of their ability, where, you know, Odell or Antonio, they might go in and they're just going to go, I'm going to get in his way and make sure nobody falls in the back of my legs and I shielded him or, oh gosh, he got off me and you got tackled. Sorry, man, sorry. You know, these guys are just a little bit more of a hulking physical presence to mm-hmm. where they can move somebody like that out of the way. Um, the way they use Cordell Patterson, I mean, you know, he can almost be like a fullback. He is such a physical freak that way. That, I mean, there had moments where they were in 11 personnel with three receivers, hmm. but they played him at like a fullback position. And we're like, you'll block the Jamal Adams and insert
1: through the line there. And he doesn't. Unreal. Yeah. Nobody wanted Randy. Bill Belichick figured it out. Yeah. Nobody wanted Cordarrelle. Belichick found it out. I know. Nobody wanted Obi Mellon Fonwoo. And he's getting on the field he according got on to the your nose. So Sims's man crush, Obi Mellon Fonwu. He's another guy that's jarring when you turn on the film.
3: He's just like shocking to see. Like the first thing I was like, first of all, you know, me, I know every number of guys. I'm always and I was like, 22? Who the hell is twenty-two? And he's yeah, enormous. Yeah. And then I was like, wait, who the hell is this? And I couldn't I Obi had not struck my brain. And of course I had the roster up while I'm watching film. And I thought I was oh my gosh, that's Obi. Holy cow. I mean, he is he looks like a Tall, rangy linebacker playing safety. He's like 6'4. Yeah, I mean, he's. Uh, How'd he do? He did good. He didn't do anything bad. Um, I'm not going to say he popped. His size and speed, once he opens up, does pop. He didn't really get to put that on full display. It's like they put him out there in the first half to go, hey, man, here's some useful reps. Start to get yourself used to football. Second half, wasn't in there much, Mm. but that's Belichick next level stuff too. I can get away with this guy in the first half. We'll call a few simple defenses. He won't screw up and give him some reps.
1: He might help us out in five weeks. You wrote down in your Patriots defensive notes, 85 bears.
3: Oh, what did I write that for?
1: I'm Something curious. about the Patriots' weekly game plan stops what offenses do best, and that's what the Bears did. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm just trying to think. It's uh, just yeah, not often say. that I see the Patriots' defense compared to the 85 Bears. Bears done. Stop.
3: Oh, okay, okay, okay. This is what I was saying. <laughs> I'm saying 85 Bears is done. Oh. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, the Patriots have figured out, like, you're no longer going to stop offenses to 150 yards total offense, and we're going to keep them to nine points. No, they've realized let's be really creative and play good defense and on a big snap. And as long as we win that snap, we'll get the ball back and get to do whatever we got to do. Oh, yeah, you might have got a few first downs, but now we got you in the third down and distance that we wanted you in. Right. And now I got a, I got a defensive coverage that, like my dad was saying in the interview earlier, it, might, it looks like it's cover two, but all, it's cover two for this week. It's not the cover two we studied on film the last five weeks. It's cover two versus this personnel set. You know that's where New England is next level. Yeah, it's just not it's, fair. It's yes, it's the it's the situational football that is not only game. It's game plan specific. It's personnel specific. It's formational specific. It's situational specific. It's all of those together that make them good. And it's crazy. It is. It's crazy. And it's just you know yes, they have figured figured out like you're not going to stop offenses on every play. But we're going to get them in that formation or that thing where we go, we got a beat on them here, mm. and we're going to get off the field, and then we're going to drive down the field
1: and score a touchdown. They're just on another level. They are. One team that's trying to knock them off, the Steelers, and you said the biggest weakness of the Steelers' defense is John Bostic in pass coverage. Yes. It could be a real issue versus AFC teams. Right. And you wrote, they got to do what the Ravens did with Ray Lewis at the end. Yeah. What are you talking about? So,
3: John Bostic is a your traditional meathead, run-stopping middle linebacker, right, who just can't run. He's just That's not in his game plan. Don't got the hips, don't got the speed. Right, just doesn't have the speed. It's not what he's there for. And Denver did a good job of trying to find out how he could cover
1: Hewerman or anything like is that. Is that why the tight ends were so active in the past? Certainly game.
3: some. And the first big one down the sidelines was Hewerman on Bostic, yeah. and he couldn't keep up. Hireman. But Hireman, sorry. Yeah. But um,
1: he, he's out for the year, but yeah.
3: Oh, that stinks. Um but the the boss. My point with the Ray Lewis thing is, like, you know, hey, they try to get him out there, out of the game when there's obvious passing situations. But there's going to be those situations when they play New England or Kansas City. You're going to hurry like, up offense, right? I don't know what they're going to do. First they might, down
1: is not necessarily a running down anymore. Right,
3: right. They might smash it up our mouth, or they might throw a bomb. So we got to keep him on the field. I don't know. And so, what Ravens did with Ray Lewis at the end of his career is they knew he couldn't cover. And they didn't even want to put him in the zone because he they was just slow. pass rushed him. Exactly right. Mm. He just oh, it's a big third down. You go back and watch New England AFC championship games those last two times they played. When there was a big pass play, Ray somebody dropped out of the line of scrimmage and Ray Blitz. Because they were just like, This is we he's not perfect anymore. He's not the best linebacker in football. He's still really good. He gets us all in the right spots. So we right. want him out there. But He's a liability when it comes to this situation, so how can we hide him in that situation? And that's what they did, and I think that's what they're going to have to do against the quality offenses in the AFC. I'm
1: going to skip now to Packers defense, Vikings offense. Okay. Packers defense, you wrote Jair Alexander is one of the best man covers in the NFL. Yeah. You also wrote for Green Bay's defense, with no Mike Daniels, Green Bay does not have one legit difference maker in the front seven. No. Because Kenny didn't play either? Kenny played. He's good.
3: I'm not going to say he's a huge difference maker, not to the Mike Daniels. Like, Nick Perry didn't play. Nick Perry has got a chance to be difference maker. He's a disruptor.
1: He's a disruptor. You're not going to call Kyler Fackrell a difference maker? No. No. Or
3: Lancaster or Lowry. No, they're just Nick Or Blake Martinez. No, they have a lot of solid.
1: Yeah. You thought the defensive game plan was good, they just got out muscle. That's exactly right. And you also said that Kirk Cousins didn't make one bad decision. He really didn't. So you're telling me he can handle uh, primetime oh, game? Lights are wrong? This, oh, this is a big deal now, right here.
3: He <clears> won't <throat> care this week because the game's at 425 and it's in New England, so it's not that big of a deal.
1: No, because it's, it's not the bright not lights. It's
3: primetime. So yeah. it's not a big of a deal. He's just going to make, oh, this is easy. This is New England in New England.
1: 425.
3: <laughs> so... I don't have to worry about the pressure of the primetime game here.
1: (laughs) Speaking of the Packers, though, on their offense, I actually saw our good old friend Aaron Nagler. Whenever I need the beat of the Packers, I just watch Aaron Nagler's timeline. But he had one where it was the touchdown by Aaron Jones, and he wrote, this is beautiful. And it was the one where they had the man in motion, the jet sweep, faked it, flipped the run for the touchdown. What do you know, Josh? Sims in his notes wrote, that's a very nice wrinkle. But then after, dot, dot, dot. Now you need twenty more.
0: Well, you got to start somewhere. They got you've been asking for one for so five years. So you thought
1: really they spent all week on that one play? That's
0: been their new thing. They have like three plays a week.
3: The play before that was a nice screen pass to Aaron Jones. I was like, look what? at what a island. screen. I haven't seen that shit ever. You know, the Seattle game on Thursday night, he threw a cool little screen. And then the next play, they ran Aaron Jones out of the backfield. Remember when he ran the corner yes. right out of the backfield? That was like, what? Is this the Green Bay Packers or, Packers or am I watching the 99 Rams? I was like, whoa. And then after the second drive, but then they that's all it. evaporated. It's over. Like, and that, My point there is just like, yeah, okay, that was a nice wrinkle. Those were two nice wrinkles. But Sean Payton has 30 more on a weekly basis. Maybe they're just not capable. No, they're not. I've been saying that. They don't know what they don't even know. That's what drives me crazy.
1: You said we're not giving Sheldon Richardson nearly enough love. No, we're not. I mean, you talk about
3: difference makers on our front seven. Shit. The Vikings got five just on their front seven, let alone the stars they got in the secondary. But, I mean, Griffin, Sheldon, Linval. uh, Oh, Daniel Hunter, who's leading the team in sacks and one Love of the league leaders. Guy, man. Anthony Barr. Oh, Eric Hendricks. Sorry, I was wrong. They have six difference makers on their front seven, and the Packers have none. I mean, okay, if you want to give Kenny Clark that distinction, sure, fine. It sucks, because that's
1: why they got Muhammad Wilkerson and Mike Daniels, but we said it before the year, just like we say about the Vikings. Yeah, you got three. Yeah. They got to play 16 games, right? and if you're lucky, 20. Right. And do you really think that those big uglies are going to last the entire year?
3: Exactly right. It's very dicey. Now, the Vikings, I will say, have a hair more depth than years past. Yes, they do. You know? Well, Everson Griffin coming back and playing at this level is huge. And the fact that Weatherly got all those reps when Everson Griffin wasn't out. right? That was helpful. You know, um, I'm, th- I'm going to mess up. What is it? Is they have Tom Johnson? Or is that Seattle that has Tom Johnson? I get confused with the two guys that went to Seattle. One came back and one didn't. I'm going to have to pull. I don't think
1: Tom Johnson. You mean um, Sebastian uh, what is his name? Thunderbucket? I got to look. That's I, what they call Tom Johnson. It's it's Sebastian gonna, Thunderbucket. It's going to drive me crazy. I got to pull up their roster. Johnson NFL. He pops up for the Vikings. He is. He's on the Vikings right now, right? Because it's
3: Shamar Stevens who's with the Seahawks, right? Okay, yeah. So you got him, Tom Johnson, Jaleel Johnson, who's in the mix a little bit this year. Uh, And, yes, Sheldon Richardson's played really good football and is certainly a difference maker for that team uh,
1: overall. All right, so I want to talk about previewing Thursday night's game. It's such a good game that to only talk about it. That's all
3: you want to talk about with the Packers offense thing? Yeah, you know why? Why? Because you're sick of it?
1: I don't need to
3: know. Yeah, no. Like we talked about it, so guys. Many times. Here's
1: what the rest of the notes said. Okay, Aaron Rodgers. Everybody's covered. Nobody's open. His degree of difficulty on the throws is freaking insane. It's like they wouldn't even ask one other quarterback in the NFL to make throws like this. It. I read it every week, Sims. I know. And right. it's. I'm not upset at you, but it. It just hurts my heart when I read that. Oh no, it's absolutely right. Nobody's open. All the play calls are awful. Aaron Rodgers actually played great, and then for the last three days before we do this podcast, everybody tells me that he's falling
3: I know. That's why I want to say it, because in case one of those dummies is listening, I would like to educate them still. He missed the throw at the end of the game. He did. He missed it. There's nothing I could say. Gosh, he's horrible now. He's officially out of my top rankings. No. I mean, yes, he missed it. But the room for error for Aaron Rodgers is so magnified, because if you think back at the game, you're going to go, damn, that was really one of the only open people I saw all night, and he missed him. Damn it. So that jumps out to your head where I would just go, there's a lot of other offenses, whether it's golf or Drew Brees or, or Brady or anything like that. I'm not taking a knock on them. I'm just telling you they miss those throws on a weekly basis too, but you forget about it because two plays later, it's another 30-yard wide open mm-hmm. guy completion, and we just go, well, they got the first down. It's not that big of a moment. Who cares? Everything was good. It wasn't a turning point in the game. you know. But, you know, R- Rodgers, I mean, Rodgers on their second touchdown drive or was this their first one? Or their second one, I believe. Yes, it was their second one. I mean, it's come out of play action, and nobody's going out except the two outside receivers, and they're running 20-yard comebacks. Whoa. And none of them are scary. So the Vikings receivers are like, great, you're coming at me, and I'm not scared of any of you. So he throws a out route, 15 yards to Valdez Scalding, who's, I mean, covered beyond covered. <laughs> like every other quarterback would have gone, damn, if I throw that, that's going to be a pick six. He's going to undercut that. But Rodgers just goes – I'll throw a laser perfectly, and we'll get it. Then the next play is same thing. I don't even know what the play was. Crap on two. That's how they broke the huddle. Here's crap on two, crap on two. Said hut, break. And they go to the huddle, and he drops back, and it's a jailbreak. And now he has to run full speed up into the line of scrimmage. I mean, full speed sprint because he's like, oh, gosh, they're all collapsing on me. I got to run. And without turning his body or anything, he throws a ball 35 yards down the field on the sideline to a guy perfectly who was covered to a tee. And I'm just telling you from a normal, unbiased, I'm trying to be as unbiased as I can, I'm just telling you no quarterbacks would really attempt to do that, except for maybe Patrick Mahomes, where they would just go, my chest is a target and I'm running full speed and I'm just going to do that. And throw it thirty yards, and Trey Wayne's is all over my guy like white on rice. But I'm gonna throw it anyways. Bam, first down. Okay, and we just we just go. Yeah, That's a good play. That's it. It's just not fair what's being asked to him yeah. compared to others. He missed a throw at the it's end. Okay. There's no doubt because he's about to go.
1: W, oh, here it comes. W W W. Five dubs. W. You know what starts with W? What? Wick. John Wick. Oh, I thought you could say win.
3: Wind starts with that, too.
1: Thursday night. Uh-oh. A ten and one New Orleans Saints team that's won ten frickin' games in a row is going down to the Big D Dallas, where after trading for Amari Cooper, the Cowboys can't lose. Three wins in a row, six and five, sitting at first place in the NFC East. On one side, an offense that's cruising. On the other, a defense that's punishing and demarcus lawrence came out and said this quote if you hit a motherfucker in the mouth and they ain't doing what they regularly doing putting up 50 points now you got them where you want them at and then that motherfucker gets their ass choked out
0: <laughs> left totally blew that quote.
1: <clears throat> and then you choked it then you motherfucking choked their ass out <laughs>
0: I love that that
1: Demarcus DeMarcus Lawrence impersonation. Just my movie theater (laughs) voice. Mark. I love Demarcus Lawrence saying this. I love him saying that this is do or die. I love a leader coming out and saying, because this is not just a normal game, right? This is a nationally televised game with a normal week's rest against the cream of the crop in the NFL. Dallas is feeling themselves. New Orleans is obviously feeling themselves. And I know that you think that this is going to be a game that it fits New Orleans perfectly. The strength of the Dallas defense, getting a pass rush. The strength of the Saints offense, their offensive line's amazing, and Drew Brees throws it within two seconds. Defensively, oh man, the Saints are the number one run defense in the NFL, and all the Cowboys can really do is run, and it's going to be about Amari Cooper 50-50 balls against Lattimore. I don't know what it is. I think it's because the Cowboys were in the situation a few years ago. The five-loss Cowboys team, I don't heavy underdogs yeah. against the Saints after they just beat the Falcons. Right. But there's something about this game that feels weird to me, Sims. It yeah. feels like a Cowboys win. Okay. It does. They're definitely the more desperate team. We know that. You know, it, yeah. as much as I say they match
3: up good with the Cowboys too, the, the Cowboys are one of the better matchups for the Saints. I mean, they are. They're gonna be able to go, okay, your O line's not just gonna overpower us. Right. They're gonna go drop
1: seven. We can play man
3: to man every Byron Jones can play Michael Thomas man to man. We can live
1: with that. Jalen Smith and Leighton Van Der Esch can go side to side with these guys. I
3: get you. They shut down the Falcons offense. They they definitely can. I mean, I get that. And the Falcons are not the Saints now. No, I know that. But but no, I'm with you. I don't. What's the spread of this game? Just a, seven and a half. Seven and a half. Yeah.
1: I, I think it's actually down to seven. Is it? It is
3: not. But uh, it, some casinos, it's down to seven. I would
1: probably go the Cowboys if you, you... just went on Simpson Lufko last night, the Saints. Did I go to the Saints? <laughs> Damn. To cover or to win? To cover. Yeah, it's a close one. I don't know. Hey, that's when
0: yeah, you do the show on the Tuesday. Yeah, stop defending him. He's not a good
1: gambler. <laughs> yeah.
0: I I'd never said that. Uh,
3: I think I even said, even if it was close, I thought like maybe if they, they win by more you than they put you... it away with like a late touchdown, yes. right? So yes. I did quantify it with that or that, qualify it. I don't know. Qualify it. But either way. Um, Break it down. Saints offense, Cowboys defense. Right. I mean, Saint, uh, I mean Cowboys defense is special, okay? Um, but... So is the Saints' offense and all the different ways they can hit you. And I just don't know if the Cowboys, at the end of the day, they can physically match up with the Saints and give them hard times, you know, Joe versus Joe. I just don't know if the X's and O's can match up with the X's and O's.
1: Bold prediction. Yeah. This is the first game right. where Taysom Hill tries to run over somebody Ooh. and gets run over Does himself. Does too much, right. I, I believe that this is going to be the – and I think there's something weird about the Saints and Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill is like Booby Miles in Friday Night Lights where the whole, like he's their energy guy. And I think Taysom Hill is going to get popped on Thursday night and they're all going to look at each other. And they're going to be like, oh, shit. And then Leighton Vander Esch is going to be like, I'm the only crazy white guy on this field. (laughs) Flip it around. Yeah. Cowboys offense, Saints defense. This just feels like two fists punching each other. It does. Um, Yeah. I mean, first before, talk about Sheldon Rankins. Yeah.
3: Sheldon Rankins has been like one of the under the radar best defensive players in football the last four to five weeks. I mean, he is. I swear to you, the first four or five weeks of the season, I would have gone, man, Sheldon Rankin's just never panned out. Just never is. I don't ever notice him on film. Gets moved in the run game. And I don't know what happened, but just as the year went on, he starts to win more one-on-one battles, pushing guards back into the quarterback's face, slipping through gaps. I mean, he's become a true disruptor. So that's what's awesome about them. Their D-line, their front seven, their balls to the wall. I mean, just like Dallas is, they don't look to tackle you. They look to rip your head off. Who
1: are these guys? Well, so I know Cam Jordan. I know Sheldon Rankins. If Davenport's out there, that's big. Sure. I guess A.J. Klein.
3: Yeah. Well, uh, Demario Davis is a really physical guy inside, right? Yeah. You know, you got your Hendricksons. You got your Davison, who's a good player. They're backup. Davison's uh, nine, 95. Right. Yeah, these
1: are not guys that people talk about. No, since. they're not.
3: These are more big, hulking, physical guys that will never be stars. But every good defense needs these type of guys to, you know, hold down the fort. Davison's a 6'2", 309-pound guy. You know, they got Ominyata, who's 6'4", 300 pounds. We talk about Trey Hendrickson. They have a lot of just big, all-around good football players who have good athleticism, really have no weakness. They might not be really, really great at anything, but they all are real good and have no weakness. I think that would be the thing I would say about them. On the defensive side, hey, their secondary's kind of figured it out as far as the way they want to play. They're going to play man here and there, but they don't live in it anymore like they did early in the year. And they're going to just play z- sound zone defense. And they got athletes on the back end too. None of them are maybe great cover guys like that, but they got speed. And when they see the ball thrown, they're very good at rallying, making the tackle, and they're good enough to where, oh, it's third and four, we can't play zone we need to maybe blitz and let Eli Apple and Lattimore play on an island a little bit mm. they can do that.
1: I, I have full, it's gonna be scary though I mean I have fully Amari Cooper myself Amari
3: Cooper will be a handful for whoever guards him I mean a handful.
1: It's so cool to see Amari
3: Cooper happy. Now going back to your original DeMarcus Lawrence quote, okay, my thing would be this you're not. The first badass motherfuckers the Saints have seen this year. And their coach is Sean Payton, who is one of the league leaders in being a badass motherfucker himself. Mm. And he's going to let them know what they're in store for. I I think they're the badass
1: motherfuckers they faced on the road. You think
3: you're going to call them better than the Ravens? I am. Okay. I'm going to say that
1: the defensive line of the Cowboys has scarier people than the Ravens. Yeah. The Ravens are trying to clog it up. And yeah. you know they'll get after the quarterback.
3: Yeah, they're more big and physical based. This time has a little more explosion, blow you up based. That's i yeah, I think you're right. I mean that. I don't disagree. But I'm just saying this ain't the first. This ain't the first slugfest of the year. I mean they went to Baltimore, to Minnesota Rams at home. They're not going, Oh gosh, it's the Dallas
0: Cowboys. I don't know how we got to this point at ten and one and they we... out Baltimore at Baltimore in, in Baltimore. Baltimore.
3: Exactly. I mean when you do that, you're 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 battle tested.
1: Yeah, I just you know.
3: But I hear
0: you. I it's Lefko's talking himself into this. He's I'm just... so into it right yeah. now. Yeah. I really think the Cowboys are gonna win this game. Yeah. If I want to talk about Friday morning. Woo!
3: I'm really interested to see the Byron Jones Michael Thomas matchup. Because well, Michael think, Thomas
1: isn't going to have an inch.
3: I think it'll, I think that'll happen. <laughs> I mean, Michael Thomas is really hard to cover, I mean, or his stop, even when he's covered. But yeah, Byron Jones is at least the type of guy that really I think can give him a run for his money in any one on one situation, even with the 50 50 back shoulder ball. Shadobia
1: Wouzier is going to be all over Traquan Smith. Hey, he's a player, man. Alvin Kamara is going to get popped. Player. I love Alvin Kamara. I don't want to talk
2: trash about Alvin Kamara.
1: And I love Mark Ingram. Ingram. All right. That was fun. Yep. Uh, good stuff from your dad. Really brought the energy today. Super pumped. Hope your bets are going to go well tonight for tomorrow's podcast because you have some catching up to Damn, do. I know. There I are did. five big differences and I went five and zero. Oh. Gosh. Yeah. How much more are you up on me? We'll find out on that Friday podcast against the spread for Sims. Peace out, homies. Fendrick says. Good evening. And the L.A.F.K.O.E. Man. says holla, 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 holla. See you guys later. Peace.